everyone. This is Robert Wenzel. Welcome to a special edition of the Robert Wenzel Show. You didn't hear the uh, usual music introduction because what we're doing is we're putting the raw audio tape up of the uh, debate I'm having here with uh, Stefan Kinsella. So this will be on, on my site, economicpolicyjournal.com, and it will also be at, at Stefan's site uh, as part of his podcast. I'll, I'll put a... Uh, I, actually, I don't know how Stefan has what what his link is so I'll have him mention that when when he gets on the uh on the show which is right now Stefan so take it away you have 8 minutes thanks bob i'll try to use less than that um long time no see and uh uh i don't really know if this is going to be a debate or a discussion or an interrogation uh cuz i don't really know if you have a whole position on ip so i'll wait for your statement to see uh been waiting for a few years to see what you could come up with. Um, let, let me just lay out a few things that I think ought to be fairly uncontroversial, and I won't ask you to positively agree to every one of them because that's going to be tedious. But what I would say is, you know, I would ask you to specifically tell me which ones you disagree with uh, when it's your turn or later in our discussion. Um, otherwise, I'm going to have to assume that they're pretty reasonable assumptions. Number one, uh, you and I are both Austrian libertarians, and I'm an anarchist. I'm assuming you're something of the same. And a discussion about legal policy and rights and property rights among fellow libertarians and Austrians is going to be different than one uh, between, say, me and the mainstreamer. I might have to – see, my, my whole position against intellectual property is based upon my understanding of Austrian and libertarian property rights. Um, but if I'm talking to a mainstreamer, utilitarian, a Kosian, uh, a leftist, they don't necessarily agree with property rights, at least the same way as I do. So I can't even say that the problem with IP is that it violates property rights because they don't even necessarily agree with property rights, at least the way I understand it. I'm going to assume you and I both agree and that it's uncontroversial that there ought to be a free market and a system of private property rights in scarce resources. I'm hoping that you and I can both agree on that, and I don't care what your basis is or what others' basis is. I don't care if it's utilitarian, consequentialist, pragmatic, intuitionist, deontological, or whatever. The, the basics of libertarian philosophy and the free market philosophy is that there ought to be private property rights in scarce resources. Okay, So if we can agree on that, then all I need to show is that this idea of intellectual property rights sets up some kind of right that is incompatible with what you and I already agree with. Okay, I don't need to have an entire theory of property rights. Um, all I need to do is point out that these other rights are incompatible with private property rights that you and I both already agree with. So then what I would say is this. Uh, I admit that among all the people arguing about this issue, uh, especially in the classical liberal liberal and uh, libertarian you know, framework in Austrian, I do myself personally happen to know a lot about the law because I'm a practicing patent attorney for the last 20-plus years. Um, but I don't think we, we need to go into the details of it. However, I do believe that someone like you, to establish the case for IP, which is your task here, I believe, you can't just pick apart things in my argument. You have to have a positive case of property. You need to have a clear and coherent definition 
of what you mean by intellectual property and why you think it's justified and why you think it is compatible with regular property rights. Uh, it, will not, it will not do to find little niggling things that are misstatements and people's criticisms of IP. Even if I'm wrong in all of my criticisms of IP, it doesn't mean IP is justified. So what we agree on as private property supporters is we agree on the need for private property rules in scarce resources. That's what we agree on. What we don't agree on is whether you can extend a similar type of right to intellectual things, um, particularly patent and copyright. Um, so what I would ask you to do is to do a couple of things. Number one, confirm that I'm correct, that we both agree on private property rights and scarce resources. And then also I would like you to give me Tell me what your general theory of property is that would extend to IP, how it differs from regular IP, that is patent and copyright, trademark, trade secret law, and current uh, laws. Uh, what types of IP would it protect that the current law doesn't protect? Would you protect reputations, would you, which Rothbard disagree with, by the way? Would you protect databases? Would you protect fashion rights, which are not really protected by AP right now? Uh, would you make it international, or would it be national? So I want to know what exactly you favor. And then if you're not able to do that, at least give me one very simple, clear example, just one clear case, the cleanest, most direct case you can think of that shows an obvious case for intellectual property of some type in a free market that doesn't depend upon the state. Just give me one example and explain how it's compatible with private property rights. Now, my view is that... The problem with intellectual property is that it is incompatible with private property rights. It's incompatible with capitalism. So it will not do for the opponents to say, well, you're a communist, you're a leftist, you're a Marxist, you don't believe in this, you don't believe in that. Um, it won't do to mix together a utilitarian case or a consequentialist case with a principle of property rights case. You need to be clear what you're arguing for. Now, my argument is very, very simple. The, and, I'm, and I would like to know if you disagree with this. I am sure, Bob, that you agree that people that have property rights and scarce resources um, have the right to make contracts with those resources. And I'm sure you're familiar with like the restrictive covenant idea or what's called an easement sometimes. So let's say you and I are neighbors, and let's say you and I both have – homes next to each other, and neither one of us wants the other one to uh, use our property for industrial or pig farm uses or hideous colors on our houses because we don't want to reduce the value of our property because of an unsightly or, or you know, unenjoyable neighborhood. So let's say I grant you, Bob, the right to prevent me from painting my house purple. Or I grant you the right to prevent me from using my property in a certain way, like for a pig farm. And you grant me a similar right. So we have these reciprocal rights established by a restrictive covenant. And basically it means you're a partial owner of my property, and I'm a partial owner of your property. I retain most of the rights of use of my property, but you have this veto right that I've granted you. Now this is perfectly legitimate in a free society. Because it's a, it's, it's a contractual arrangement between you and me. The problem with IP is that IP grants this veto right to a third party. It lets them tell me how I cannot use my own property, even though I never contractually agreed to this limitation. 
And even though I'm not using my property in a tortious way or in an aggressive way, uh, like pointing a gun at someone or polluting onto their property or being a nuisance, etc., I'm using my property in a way that is totally private and does not invade the borders of your property. So I've not committed a tort, I've not committed a crime, and I've not agreed to a contract. And yet IP law grants this veto right, this negative servitude or negative easement, we might call it, to the third party by virtue of the state law right now. And I suppose in your system, in a private system, third parties can just assert that they have this right to control how other people use their property. Now, to my mind, that is socialist. It is uh, anti-competitive. It's anti-free market. And it would be completely laughed out of court. And no one can get away with such an insane scheme. So I would like to see your response to that, and I would like to see from you a positive case for intellectual property that is compatible with private property rights. And I will stop here and let you let you go. Okay, uh, thanks, Stefan. Um, uh, the the best way really to to show my perspective on uh, IP is to really discuss your book from, from beginning to end. I, I think there are, are, are so many errors in there and that as we discuss the errors, it will become clear as to how I view IP different from you and how I would envision a, a free market IP world. But before we get to that, what I really want to talk about for a minute, because I've been getting some flack in the comments on, on my blog post, is with regard to supposed uh, names I've been calling you and, and uh, the hard time I've been giving you. But at the same time, I have not called you a clown. I have not said you were going to weasel out of anything. I never said you were going to weasel out of anything like a worm. You did all those things, Stefan. And, and what I want to do is I want to set the record straight exactly how this debate started and, and where you came in with this stuff. And ask you why you did it, okay? This, this is what happened. On January 23rd, I wrote a column discussing some uh, Jeff Tucker intellectual pop property theory. And I wrote, I continue to receive emails asking me to discuss my view on intellectual property and how it differs from the views of Stefan Kinsella and Jeffrey Tucker. As far as Kinsella is concerned, he has written a deeply thought out and complete theory of IP that I will respond to in full book length form. Kinsella's theory deserves serious treatment, and I will not attempt to address that discussion in a blog post. So I, I, I don't see anything there that would cause you to go on an attack at me. Now, from there, what happened is I actually sent, um, uh, you emailed me back, or you emailed me and said, I have a new podcast. Do you want to do a joint discussion about IP? I can put it on my feed and you can on yours. So again, very polite, no problem. Then, then you sent, uh, I agreed to, to that. I said it was a great idea. And then I, um, I sent, uh, let's see, you sent a letter to me saying, I think in part that said, I think we should both commit ahead of time to re be respectful, sincere, civil, and give each other adequate time. No ad hominem, no personal stuff, just an Austrian libertarian-oriented focus on truth. I will not try to baffle you with legalistic bullshit um, just because I know IP statutes. Um, so, so what happened is I, I actually sent that email to somebody else because there was some other information that I, I wanted to get out. And, and the person I sent that email 
to me said, boy, does he have the wrong impression of you. I don't recall your ever being ad hominem, personal, or disrespectful to anyone. Now, at that point, I sent an email back to this person defending you. I said, Kinsella is probably getting that from Tucker. I, I actually have a good relationship with Kinsella. We once sat down and we talked a lot about his background, childhood, and all. I think he's wrong about IP, but I think he is a very decent guy. And if yeah, you I, bought you, I bought you a drink, and I guess, uh, right. I guess that exactly. didn't go very far. Exactly. all kinds of things. <laughs> and and so, so the next thing, after defending you, the next thing I read, you're calling me a clown. You say I'm going to weasel out of the debate, that, that I'm going to do it like a worm. And it goes on. Why did you do that, Stefan? Well, we can talk about a few of these things if you like. It's going to eat into our time, and uh, honestly, I'm afraid... Well, I want to talk about it. Let, let, let me tell you I'll, something. Go ahead. Talk about, you've already uh, I, I'm st I, I, I still have time left, Stefan. No, you did three and a half minutes. Exactly. If, you know, I, you also put, at some point, you tell stated you're that... Ready to talk and I'll, I'll wait until you're okay, ready. Okay, yeah. Okay. At some other point, you stated that you did not think it was a mistake to... To make the debate. So my my thought there is that someone told you it was a mistake because why would you said that you invited me in in the whole thing, okay? And 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 then you you start with these attacks, and so basically what what you have really done is is really pissed me off. So whoever told you that it was a mistake, I mean, once we go into the details, you'll see the the work I I've done on this. It was probably a mistake, but your second mistake was to piss me off about it. Stefan, I don't know what you're doing, but wh why did you call me all those names? Go ahead. Um, all right. So l let me just say, it, 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 either we're going to get to your positive presentation of intellectual property, and I don't know if we will, because honestly, Bob, I searched for 25 years for a, well, for a long time before that for a way to justify IP. Knowing, knowing Rothbardianism, knowing Ayn Rand, knowing Mises, and knowing IP very well as a practicing attorney, I searched hard for a theory, a way to justify IP for years. And I finally realized I was failing, I mean, not because I'm stupid, but because it can't be justified. I was making a fundamental mistake. Um, I have, I really would be amazed if you've come up with an argument I've not heard of and already refuted. I have exhaustively cataloged and refuted dozens of fallacious arguments. Um, so I suspect you either have yet another one of those or you just don't have an argument and you just want to nitpick on my stuff, which is fine. But the point was to try to justify AP. What I want to do is to get you to agree that the burden of proof is on you, my friend, because IP is a state-created legislated system of patent and copyright. I cannot believe that you actually defend patent and copyright. So you must have in mind something sort of similar that a private system can come up with, and that's fine. I want to hear about it, but the burden of proof, my friend, is on you to justify it, not to find nitpicks with my theory. Now, if we have time to get to that after all this uh, background uh, stuff, that's fine, but I will I'll address your answers, your questions for sure. And feel free to interrupt because I'm we're kind of going back and forth. I'd prefer to keep it free form if it's okay with you, as long as neither one of us, um, you know, uh, steals the microphone. Um, Bob, for several years you have. You have out of the blue launched criticism, starting with Jeff Tucker and then with me, about our IP stuff. And you kept you kept saying it's communist, it's Marxist, it's all this crap, mixing together the incentive argument with the principled argument, uh, promising you're going to write a book on it someday. Now this has been several years you've been doing this, so obviously you have something 
uh, in your craw, and you have this innate theory, which a lot of libertarians used to or did, that IP is somehow legitimate, and people that attack it are anti-property. Now, just because the word property is used as the, as the, 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 the Stefan, the Stefan, you, your two minutes is up, and I, I just want to stop oh, you here. Oh, you want to answer to the question about You want to answer to the question about I want I, the talking? specific answer I want is I'm why, regardless of what I said about your theories and whether it's communistic or not. By the way, in your introduction, you called something communistic. So why is it that you can call something communistic and I can't? Okay. Stefan, Stefan, you did that. You want to Stefan, you did that. I have a coherent definition of my terms. So do I, I Stefan. Why oh, do you think no. I don't? Then, well, why I did no you story. call me a worm? Because you have promised to write this book for years now. I don't think you're going to write it. I don't think you have a coherent theory of IP. If you have Hold it, it, I'd be happy well, to hear it. Let me stop you there, Stefan. Do you, you want my answer or not, Bob? Bob, let me give uh, my you, answer, then you can respond. My answer is, I thought you would weasel out of the debate because you were afraid to debate me because you know you're going to lose. The entire tide is turning against IP. You know this. I know this. Almost all Austrians, all principal libertarians are against IP, and you see that this kind of weird idea you have is being completely defeated and demolished, and you're getting worried. You know you don't have a positive theory. If you did, you would have written something by now. That's what I thought. That's why I thought you'd weasel out of the debate, and you didn't, and I'm proud of you for not doing it. But it's not hostile. It's not personal. It was a prediction. It's got nothing to do with the legitimacy of IP. Whether or not I'm wrong or not about you agreeing to have a debate about IP is not a justification for IP, which is what we have to keep our focus on. Now, what, what, other, uh, what other sort of side issues do you want to get out of the way? Go ahead. Do you, do you think I'm a worm? No, I don't think you're a worm. Do you think I'm a weasel? I thought you might weasel out of the debate. Yes, I did think you might do that. And on told, what basis? I just told you because you had been saying you're going to write a book for a long time, and then when we agreed to a debate, you put it off two, three months. And I'm may, thinking, maybe, guys, may, maybe, Stefan, it's because I take my time, and I am very careful before I come out with something so I know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe I that's why I – I agree. I accept your explanation. I told you already. Okay. I, I, so I, 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 am I a clown? I, I, Stefan, am I a clown? You make some clownish arguments, yes, and you treat some of your guests in a clownish way, yes. Give me an example. Oh, I can't think of any offhand, but no, so, I don't. You are. You're, you're trying, you're, all right, let, let's let's start the debate, okay? I'm, Stefan, I'm happy to do it. On page eighteen of your book which, by the way, I think is, is terrible, misleading, poorly framed arguments, illogical at points. It's, it's quite frankly bizarre. It's getting the attention. You write on page 18. On the other hand, there is a long tradition of opposition to patent and copyright. Modern opponents include Rothbard, McElroy, Palmer, and it goes on. Yes. Let me repeat. On the other hand, there is a long tradition of opposition to patent and copyright. Yes. Can you explain Murray Rothbard's opposition to copyright to me? Yes. He opposed state copyright and patent law. In fact, there's an article on LewRockwell.com. Oh, hold Harris it. Stefan, Stefan, we started this by saying you started the conversation, your, your opening, by saying we are talking about uh, free market in a way that we could not talk about um, uh, 
with, with people that hold different views, that hold state views and so on and so forth. Are you against IP or are you against IP state law? Well, intellectual property, we need to define our terms. Intellectual property is a fairly recent term that the government has come up with to group together several state laws. Most Stephon, of them, which. Don't. What do you, Stephon, are you in favor of copyright on a free market? Am I in favor of property right on the free market? Of course. I just said that in my opening statement. So you're but not against intellectual property? Yes, I'm in favor of property rights in scarce resources, which is what the the libertarian tradition is all about. Yeah, but then you're going to say that you know you're not in favor in favor of copyrights the way uh, a person would normally think about it. In other words, if I write a book and and sell it to be with the determination that it shouldn't be be shown to anyone else, but C gets hold of it, then then you're saying. All copyright bets are off. Am I correct? I, I don't think that's a precise. That's not a precise statement for me to even respond to. First of all, um, you, you're not defining your terms. I, Rothbard. I am quite certain Rothbard was completely opposed to the Copyright Act as enacted by the federal government. And Bob, you're going to have to let me answer a question. Okay, this is not you interrogating me. This is an equal thing. Now you can answer my questions. I can answer yours. The uh, look, Rothbard's view of copyright was a little murky. I agree. People are back and forth on this. Some people say he was totally opposed. Some people say he was partly in favor. He was against the copyright statute. He was against the patent statute. But he had this idea that you could use some kind of contractual mechanism, which he called copyright. But he used it. If you have read his Ethics of Liberty, he used it in the context of a mousetrap, which Bob is an invention, which is covered by patent law. So he apparently thought that you could somehow put a stamp on some object that you owned that would limit the ability of the of the buyer to use it in certain ways. Okay, and he's correct about that. You can do that. But then to take that and say that that implies there should be intellectual property or copyright is just incorrect as a factual matter. It doesn't all that is is contract law between two parties. So you have yet to define to me what you think intellectual property is or what you think is justified. So Stephon, you've got to tell me Stephon, what you're defending here. On, on what you write here in your book, on the, you're not saying anything about the Copyright Act or government intervention. You're saying, on the other hand, there is a long tradition of opposition to patent and copyright. Morning opponents include Rothbard. Do you it want does. me to read what Rothbard said about copyright? I've got it right in front of me. He wasn't talking about the copyright statute, Bob. I'm talking here about That's right, and neither are you. You aren't talking about the copyright statute. Bob, it, it, first of all, this is the introductory section of my essay. And what I was just trying to do is set the stage and explain there has been a lot of debate about this issue. There have been some libertarians and other free market advocates who have favored and endorsed modern patent and copyright law and some that have generally opposed it. Now, even Mises and Hayek had statements which indicate they, especially Hayek, skepticism about it. They did not go into it into a lot of depth, and neither did Rothbard. And by the way, if you've read Rothbard's Knowledge, True and False chapter in Ethics of Liberty, you will see that he totally rejects the idea of, of trademark, I'm sorry, of, 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 of defamation law and reputation rights as in having a property right in something that you create because it has value. He totally rejects it. That logic would imply if he had thought about it further, he would have totally rejected. Look, he admitted patents 
pursue research and development. He admitted the copyright statute was a legislative thing. All he said was you could have a contract and people are bound by the contract. That is all Rothbard said. That is not copyright, Bob. Everyone that knows let, what copyright is. Okay, well, let, let, me, let me read you exactly what Rothbard said from Man, Economy, and State. Copyright, in other words, have their basis in prosecution of implicit theft. The copyright is therefore a logical device of property right on the free market. Part of the patent protection now obtained by an inventor could be achieved on the free market by a type yes, of copyright of. protection. Part of. So, part so, of. so, yeah, because what he's, it, it's his, his view of how patents should be designed. So he has no problem with copyright or patent on the free oh, market. That's completely, that's completely false. Rothbard has a whole section uh, debunked. The copyright is therefore a logical device of property right on the free market. Stefan, it's as clear as day. The copyright is therefore a logical device of property on the free market. How he's much giving, clearer he's can giving, you he's get? He's, Bob, he's giving the example of a mousetrap. Do you understand that that's the mousetrap? Don't you know the difference between copyright and patent? The mousetrap is a patent. It's not a copyright. I know. That's you why Rothbard was confused. That's why Rothbard was No, confused. he wasn't confused. He said in, in the current law, copyright is... Uh, with regard to a person that has independent discovery, and patent law has uh, applies in the United States with regard to the first person that that discovers no, it. And he Copy said, copyright copyright has nothing to do with independent discovery. You're wrong. What's it that? Copyright has nothing to do with independent discovery. It has to do uh, with original original creation of, of an expression of some idea. That's it. Just have okay, to be you know, I'll yield to you on the legal stuff. I, I don't know that. The, 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 the um, non-legal way to understand it, the layman's way to that's understand what I try, that, Bob, that's that what I, if, 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 I don't want to baffle if, you with legal bullshit. I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain. Look, first of yeah, all... Yeah, but Stefan, Stefan, you just said that Rothbard misunderstood uh, copyright in implying it to, uh, to a mousetrap. No, and I a mousetrap has no. to do with patents. First of all, Am I, right? I, I want you to agree with me that it's totally irrelevant to whether IP is justified what Rothbard thought about it. I mean, Rothbard could have been right. He could have been wrong. Even if I misdescribed his views on copyright because of his ambiguous use of the word copyright. Has it, nothing it, it, how is it ambiguous? What is ambiguous about the way he uses copyright? How, how clear could you be? Copyright is therefore a logical device of property right on the free market. Face it, Stefan, you're wrong. It's wrong in the book. You're just completely wrong about what you said. Rothbard is not against copyright in, in the way it stands now, and he's not in, uh, against patent. He, he would tweak the way patent is done in a free market, but he is not against either. It's completely wrong for you to say on the other hand, there is a long tradition of opposition, patent, and copyright, including what, what, Rothbard. What, first of all, you really don't think there's a long tradition of opposition to copyright and patent? Not by Rothbard. So what? Let's strike his name off the list. So what? What does okay, that prove? Okay, so the point is you're in error there. I'm I don't trying to show I'm, how I don't think I'm in error, but it's a side point. I was listen. Look, if you're really sloppy as hell in the book. It's Rothbard is a leading libertarian. A lot of people are going to consider his view, and people who don't have a lot, lot, long period of time to, to look up IP stuff and what Rothbard said on it, and they're going to go to your damn booklet here, and you say Rothbard in a long is in a long tradition of opposition to copyright and patent. And well, it's, Bob, it's if you totally know me, wrong. 
later on in the essay, I have a several page section called the contractual Rothbardian reserved right or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I, I come, I I, I'm going to come back to that yeah, because you so completely contradict it right, it right here. I deal what? in detail with where Rothbard is wrong and where he's right. I don't hold punches. Let, let me explain something. So, so here's You're what happens. You're just wrong, Stefan. Face it. But how, does, it this prove, how does this prove what? IP is legitimate? What does it have it to do with IP? It proves you're sloppy. You're a sloppy writer and thinker. That's what it proves. It's okay, starting so, so, with a big, so what's your case for IP? What's that? You, what you'll see. It's, it, it will come along. When, it will come along. What is your definition of IP? Be patient. I mean, we have... We have one hour and 30 minutes, Stefan. We'll get there. I, I'm going to build the base. I am going to destroy you, Stefan. So, you were so wrong in so many places. It's, it's incredible. But let's right. move beyond the book, okay? No, Let no, me no. ask I you this. Ask you, you tell me, uh, before we go on, I, I mean, I want to know what you think intellectual property is and why it's justified. Just in, give me one paragraph. I, want I, I just Stephon, want to. I'm not going to do that. You wrote the book. I did it. You wanted this debate. This, this interview is not about my book. It's about whether IP is justified, Bob. Yeah, and I'm trying to go. I'm mean, trying to take a step by step process to go through. I don't want to take this what to some level where you have it in the clouds. Step by step, Stefan, we're going to get there. Be patient, man. We'll get there. Well, I've got you have a problem with patience? You have a problem with patience? I would like to introduce Mises Hoppy into the uh, debate right now. Okay. Well, I'm not going to continue further until you give me a definition of what you mean by IP. You're justifying IP. You tell me what you mean by it. What and do you I'm mean by my, property? I, I am building my base towards it no, by, by showing – We need to start out with definitions. I'm asking you a question. Okay. I want to know what you mean by intellectual property. I can't know what to disagree with you on, Bob, if you won't even define your terms. Well, what you chose to debate property? this way. You chose this way of debating, not me. You agree to it. All right? I didn't agree to my you ask me question after question and interrogate look, footnotes in a book. Look, look, if, if, you, don't, if you don't want to answer I'm the questions, to... I'll just continue. I'll just take my two minutes and, and, and go on with my next point. Well, I'll tell you what. My next you ask, point. You, you, I'm happy to answer questions, unlike you, apparently. You ask me a question, I'll answer it, but then I'm going to ask you one. I would like you to answer my question. I'm telling you, I'm getting there. Yeah, by the end, by, no, 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 I don't want to be wait till 54 it, minutes into it. I Stephon, want to know will you agree on my next question to answer my question. Simple. Stefan, I'm going to answer the questions in the way it makes sense. I'm not going to let you pull stuff out of the air without the right, proper basis. The basis is I'm going to show you as a sloppy thinker, a sloppy writer, and that you don't know what the hell you're talking about. I have 16 points I have to go through to, to get to the point on, on my view of IP and where you were wrong on 16 points before that, just like you're wrong on this Rothbard thing. So Do you want to continue? Your, your justification for IP is that Kinsella makes mistakes in his book. So therefore, so if I had never been born, then there would be no IP justification. No, 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 no. My my IP view has nothing to do with with your views. Thank God. But, but it have to do with I it? want to destroy you because a you've got me really pissed off with the clown, worm, and weasel comments. That was really stupid, Stefan. And then secondly, so. you, you have a following in the libertarian movement, along with Jeff Tucker, and, and you're both so off, your thinking is so bad, it is so sloppy, it needs to be destroyed. I know, and that's what I'm going to do with you, Stefan. and libertarians agree with us now. It must drive you guys nuts. What's that? Well, it Stefan, they won't. If, when everyone agrees when, when I get through with this, Stefan, they're not going to be agreeing with very much of you. Let's, let's go on. I, I now want to bring your attention to a book by Hans Hoppe called Economic Science and the Austrian Method. He quotes Mises, in statements and propositions, 
If its statements and propositions are not derived from experience, they are like those of logic and mathematics a priori. Okay, he's talking about the science of economics. They are not subject to verification and falsification on the ground of experience and facts. They are both logically and temporally antecedent to any comprehension of historical facts. They are necessary requirement of any intellectual grasp of historical events. Would you agree with that, Stefan? Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I, probably because I agree with almost everything Hopper has written. I, I mean, this is painful for you just reading stuff that's tangentially related. I mean, you can't get to a defensive IP. Basically, he's saying you don't take empirical evidence and improve a theory by that. That's what he's saying. Do you agree with that or not? No, I think that's a clumsy way of rephrasing what Hoppe said. Well, first of all, that was Mises, not Hoppe. It was Hoppe quoting Mises, okay? He didn't, say you don't he didn't say what you just said. That was Bob Wenzel's paraphrase. I don't think that's a, a precise uh, way of... Well, I'm trying to make it simple self. for you. Well, you said you don't want to go You're doing that. All right, well, let, let, me, let, me, let me try the Hopper version then. Hoppe says, non-praxeological schools of thought mistakenly believe that relationships between certain events are well-established empirical laws when they are really necessary and logical praxeological ones, and they thereby behave as if the statement, a ball cannot be red and non-red all over at the same time, requires testing in Europe, America, Africa, Asia, and Australia. Moreover, the non-praxeologists also believe that relationships between certain events are well-established imperative empirical laws with predictive implications, when a priori reasoning can show them to be God. no more than information regarding contingent historical connections between events, which does not provide us with any knowledge whatsoever regarding the future course of events. Make it stop. Do you this is torture. Of course, I'm a praxeologist, dude. But listen, you don't have to be a praxeologist or even a Misesian or even an anarchist to oppose IP. All you have to do is understand Stephon, that there should be private property rights. I, in Stefan, please, I'm trying to establish something here. I, I, On no, page God two, knows what. You'll, you'll find out soon enough. I really doubt it, Bob. You, you are all over the map, man. You are not a clear thinker. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. On page 20 you, yeah, of your yeah. book, you say uh, you have three reasons to reject utilitarian uh, arguments. The, the one I found most oh, interesting you, are you is... Are you a utilitarian now, Bob? What the hell are you? Does anyone know? Wait, did I say that? Well, then why are you attacking my criticism of utilitarianism? Maybe I'm not. I, I'm quoting you. I didn't, say I, was, I didn't say I was attacking you. I'm quoting you. Bob, all you do is carp and pick. You don't have any positive theory at all. I don't believe you do. Well, like I said, be patient. You'll get there. Uh, in addition to it's this, it's your writing when you're, when you're just quoting things in a podcast. I mean, Jesus. Well, we'll, we'll get to the meat of this one in a minute. Trust me. Uh, in in your, uh, I think you're full of shit. Okay, you don't have to trust me. Okay, I trust I'll just go ahead. I, I mean, I'll just read it, Stefan. It's here in your okay, book. Remember, you see, remember the clown it, thing earlier. This is an example of the clown thing. Go ahead. Okay, well, let's see where it goes. In addition to the, okay, let's see where it goes, Stefan. In addition to the ethical problems, utilitarianism is not coherent. It necessarily involves making illegitimate interpersonal utility comparisons as when the cost of IP laws are subtracted from the benefits. Uh, you go on to say utilitarian analysis thoroughly confused and bankrupt. Do you still agree with that? Of course. Okay. 
So I found interesting. Do I need to start my timer, dude? Because you're kind of monopolizing things. I'm going to give you yes. two more minutes, and I'm starting. Go ahead. Okay. So you, you have a, uh, a post-up called Bouldering and Levine, the case against patents. Okay? Yes. Now, yeah. now, David Gordon writes uh, in a review that their ethical views seem to be, broadly speaking, utilitarian. So, so in other words, you wouldn't agree with their utilitarian views to begin with. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, but yet, anyways, you feature uh, apart from their um, uh, book, which is utilitarian, which you don't agree with. And I then know you who write, you are because you won't answer any goddamn questions. I mean, I will tell you, I'm not a goddamn utilitarian. Okay, I have principles. I'm for property rights. I have a theory of property rights. I can tell okay. you what IP is, why I disagree with it. You apparently can't answer a single question. Well. But what you do here is, is you quote them, and then are, you go on to say – Are you even a libertarian? Can you just tell me – is a simple – are you a libertarian? Yeah. Are you an anarchist? Uh, I consider uh, myself a private property society person. So you don't know. Okay. Uh, are you an uh, It's not that I don't know. Uh, look, let, let's get back to our point. Are you an Austrian libertarian anarchist, yes or no? Depends upon how you okay, – uh, Define the terms. But, but anyways, I, I want to go back to this Bouldrin Levine, the case against pets. Now, this is where you get vicious. You say, we can only conclude. Now, this is after quoting uh, utilitarians, which well, you say I wrote, I wrote are bankrupt. Before I'd even heard of Bouldrin Levine, as you might know. What's that? What? This was back in 2099 when I wrote this. So, before Bouldrin yeah. Levine even entered the scene. So I don't really yeah, know. So, so are, are you, are you uh, are no longer against utilitarianism? I just told you I will, I'm, I'm not a utilitarian at all. I've never been. No, you're against it. Okay, so then what difference does it make when you wrote, the, wrote, wrote this stuff? In 2012, though. What difference it makes to whether IP is legitimate or not. That's what I don't know. I thought this I'm, I'm establishing for the libertarian community that you, you are totally sloppy and, and off the wall on this stuff. Okay? Let oh, me finish the quote from Stephen Kinsella, patent attorney in Houston, is sloppy. That must mean Bob Wenzel's incohate, in, undefined definition of IP is justified. I mean, what kind of so, way of arguing is that? I, I told you what I'm doing. I'm trying to destroy you, man. Uh, you're right. We can only conclude at this point that people who favor patents on utilitarian grounds are either ignorant or dishonest who favor patents. So, so it's okay if they're against patents, but if they favor it, they are yeah. either ignorant yeah. or dishonest because of a paper that just came out. Maybe, maybe, Stefan, maybe it's because they didn't read the paper yet. It's assuming the so, paper so so makes any sense. So then they're ignorant. Yeah, ignorant in a sense. The paper came out last week. You don't know what I'm going to say for the rest of this, this yeah. uh, debate, so you're that's ignorant true. to that. But that, that's, sort, that, that's not the implication you're giving, okay? Further. So you, do you, you think know, utilitarians have a good reason for favoring IP, Bob? Do you think it's, there are good utilitarian reasons for favoring IP? No, no. But I, uh, I, I don't... Do you agree with me that utilitarians are wrong in their arguments no, for IP? But, but you're saying they're either ignorant or dishonest. But let me ask you, here's the point. Do you know what Baldwin and Levine's argument is? What argument? In the paper you, you cite? What paper? You cite a paper. You cite a paper. Here are the few lines from the introdu introduction to the case against patents, a paper by Baldwin and Levine. Do you know their argument? Were you calling it dishonest if, if, if a utilitarian is still uh, in favor of patents? Are you telling me that in my, in my against IP, I call Baldwin and Levine dishonest? No, no. You called the uh, 
people who favor patents dishonest. Yeah, I think they're either dishonest or ignorant. But that are you telling? Yeah, but, what, what, but why? Well, no, no, what in the paper? What in the paper would make them Bob, dishonest? Bob, it's four You're minutes. quoting a paper, you Stefan. What's Bob, in the paper, Stefan? Bob, it's four minutes. It's my turn to reply. Okay. Okay, please reply. What's in the paper? I'm not an empiricist. I'm not a utilitarian. However, people like you often mix together deontological and utilitarian or empirical arguments for IP, flip-flopping back and forth like little uh, totally uncontrolled arguers all the time. And so you guys put up this argument all the time that you need IP as an incentive to create blah, blah, blah. That's why the founders put it in the Constitution. So you guys mount a positive case for IP based upon empirical or utilitarian concerns. And my simple reply is, number one, as a propertarian, as a principled libertarian, I don't care. I'm in favor of property rights and justice, and that is my main argument against it, just like Ayn Rand and Rothbard would argue against laws, against uh, antitrust, uh, things like this, even you know, without an empirical backup. But as a fallback, I'm saying even by your own terms… No, or in other words, you do not have an empirical argument for your case. And in fact, Bob, in the 200-plus years since the country has been founded and since the founders had this hunch that you needed IP, copyright, and patent to incentivize innovation and creativity, there has never been a single co- uh, unambiguous comprehensive study that's proved this. In fact, they all prove the opposite. So what I'm saying is if you're really a sincere utilitarian… And you wanted to encourage creativity and, and stimulate innovation. If you were aware of the studies that have been done, you would have to say, well, God, I have to oppose patent and copyright because it looks like from the evidence that they deter innovation. So my point is if you really know these studies and you're still in favor of IP while saying you're in favor because of empirical ba- reasons, which you don't have, then you're dishonest and you have another agenda, which I think they do, or you're ignorant and you're not aware of these studies. Okay, so it's one of those two. It's a very logical argument to make. And in fact, okay. there are no studies showing that IP uh, innovate, uh, promotes innovation. It causes hundreds of billions of dollars of damage and wrecked lives and literal death, jail sentences, extradition, police state enforcement, SOPA, PIPA, the entire thing. These things are monstrous invasions of property rights. Bob, they are just below war, taxation, the Federal Reserve. Government okay, your, your two minutes is up. Let me ask you again. What is in the paper you cite? What is in the Boldrin-Levine paper, the case against patents? Are you talking about the recent paper or the one I cited back in my original article? Which one are you talking about? Tell me in either one. I, well, their basic argument is that they have studied from an empirical utilitarian point of view the way the IP system works, and they are taking on the primary claims of the people that promote it and that endorse IP, saying that it's necessary. So their basic claim is that it's not necessary to promote innovation and that it actually hinders it. That's their argument, and they give lots of examples and explanations. Yeah, and what did they use? What data did they use? I don't know what you mean. They use lots of data. Yeah, but give me uh, data from where? Well, like chapter nine of their against intellectual monopoly goes in detail. Not against intellectual property. You're referencing the case against patents. Yeah, but that's what? just that's a summary of their entire argument. They elaborated it in detail, and they're against intellectual monopoly. So, for example, chapter nine talks about pharmaceuticals, and they just they just demolish all the myths about why patents are ne- quote unquote necessary for the innovation of pharmaceutical drugs. 
And they rely right. on let, tons of regular established data. I don't know what you want me to tell you. All right, I mean, well, I'll, exp their I'll explain it because the paper is different. Stefan, you're babbling on because you, did, you, did, you didn't read the paper, okay? You're, you're just what attacking. You, you don't know what's in it. You can't you tell me one me, damn thing that's in the paper. Tell you what's in a paper that I cited in an article 12, 13 years ago? This is September 12th, 12, 13 years ago, September 5th, 2012. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, yeah, no, this is, yeah, that's what I was asking you. Were you talking about my original paper or something? So I, I was giving you or... either one. So what's in the paper? Their paper concludes that there's no... No, what the paper concludes, what's in the paper, Stefan? Did you read the paper? Of course I read the paper. I read their whole book. What's in it? What's in it? What do you mean, what's in it? What's in the paper? Stefan, don't be stupid. What's in the paper? What is their argument? What is their argument? Bob, what are you asking? Why don't you tell me I'm what you're asking? I'm asking you what is in the paper that you can go and you can say that the those in favor of patents on utilitarian grounds are either ignorant or dishonest. What is in the paper? What, what is this, in the paper? What does their paper have to do with my claim about the general errors that utilitarians make that are proactive? Because Stefan, I'm trying to destroy you. You piss me off. You're sloppy. You're I not clear. You're not you making don't do sense. your homework. And I'm gonna. I'm showing. This is only step two. I got 14 more of these, Stefan. We're not gonna get Look through. Look at the paper. You're, you're just. You're, you're. You're just trying to evade, Bob. You're just trying to evade. Let me tell you what's in the paper, Stefan. For IP. Let me tell you what's in the paper. This is what they wrote because I read the paper. According to the Bureau of Labor, uh, according to the Bureau of Labor, they have exhibited any particular uptrends. According to the Bureau of Labor of Statistics, annual growth in total factor productivity in the decade 1970 and 79, um, actually, uh, then, then they quote 1990, 99, 2000, 2009, they say growth was only about 1.2%. Meanwhile, U.S. research and development expenditures um, increased at 2.5%. So isn't, isn't that, first of all, an, an empirical view that you would object to and that not necessarily a, um, uh, even a utilitarian would, would uh, agree with? And, 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 a, and a utilitarian can be against the empirical, like you are, but still be utilitarian. So this argument would make no sense to them, as it should not to you if, if you agree with... Uh, Mises and Hoppy that I quoted. Am I correct? Yeah, I'm not a utilitarian, but okay. So why would you say why would you say a utilitarian is dishonest because of this paper? But let me move on. No, no, no. First of all, I'm going to answer now. First of all, I didn't say utilitarians are dishonest because of that paper. What I said was you certainly did, Bob. We can only conclude at this point after you quote from Baldwin and Levine that people who favor patents on utilitarian grounds are either ignorant or dishonest. And this well, is a if, paper if, you, you quote from, are, but you can't tell me anything about. Stefan, come on. If people that are listening will just go to c4sif.org and just go to my resources page and the other links on there, I've got a blog post called The Overwhelming Empirical Case Against Intellectual Property. And what I did there was I tried to collect as best I could. It's not comprehensive. I totally admit that it's not comprehensive because there's too many papers to comprehensively read, summarize, link to, and they're not all linkable anyway. But I collected dozens of studies, and they are all pushing in the same direction. You have empiricist-minded people, and what they do is when they look at this issue, they all conclude – they conclude – uh, it looks like this system is distorting things badly. It looks like this system is causing lots of problems. It looks like this system doesn't do what it's claimed. It looks like we can't conclude because the data is ambiguous. 
So basically, there is not a single study that I can find anywhere. Now, if you can find one, show me, Bob. But I'm just telling you. Are, are you in favor of empirical research or not? What are you? T- not, why are you quoting empirical I'm people, Stefan? Why, why are you quoting this stuff when you said, if, if you agree with Mises and Hoppe, it doesn't make any sense? You go to see if red balls are red balls in Africa and, and Canada. I mean, Bob, Stefan. Bob, well, let me ask you this. Do, do you, would you quote this? Bob, I'm going to hang up if you don't shut the hell up. It's my turn. Now, you're going to break all the rules. I'm, I'm hanging up. Go ahead, Stefan. It's probably I what you want. More. You can have some stupid blog post title. Now, listen to me. First of all, I don't know if you're literally retarded or what, but your argument here is one of the worst arguments I have ever heard in my life. It is literally how? stupid. How? It is stupid, Bob. Well, tell okay? me how. Tell, tell me how, I Stefan. Am a defender because like you, I think, although I don't know what your real motives are anymore, um, like you, I am a defender of justice and private property rights human prosperity, freedom, the free market, this kind of stuff, as a general matter, okay? And when someone comes along and says, we need to have this government intervention, which I think destroys lives and destroys individual rights and harms property rights and harms the free market, and then they justify it by saying, well, we need to raise the minimum wage or we need to increase the money supply or we need to do X, Y, and Z because it will have beneficial effects, right? If you increase the minimum wage, we'll all be better off. If you have a tariff, we'll all be better off. There is nothing wrong with saying, well, what's your data for that? And then when they give you data, there's nothing wrong with saying, but the data shows the opposite. So even by your standards, even by the argue, the proponent of, of protectionism, even by their standards, their, their argument doesn't make sense. So there is nothing wrong. That's a completely legitimate argumentative technique to take someone's arguments on their own merit and show that they're flawed. Okay, so I have no idea what you're talking about. You're acting like I'm contradicting myself because I say I'm not an empiricist, and yet I'm pointing out the flaws in the arguments of empiricists. Actually, that buttresses my arguments. Of course their arguments are going to be flawed because the practical is the moral, right? And justice dovetails with consequences and, and pragmatic things. There's no reason to expect that the data is going to show that we're all going to be better off when the government institutes a protectionist anti anti-competitive system of patent and copyright law, a system that allows people to censor people's free speech, to bully small people, you know, to distort the entire cultural landscape, right? And to, and to allow large companies to form oligopolies like Apple, Samsung, Google, Motorola, right? To lock out small competitors because they have these anti, explicitly anti-competitive grants of monopoly privilege, which you apparently are in favor of, although you won't admit it because you know it's going to make you uncomfortable to admit it. So now you tell me what's wrong with showing that a goddamn empiricist is wrong in the stupid data they come up with to promote their protectionist argument. You tell me what's wrong with that, Bob. Well, Stefan, that's not what you're doing. You're using Baldwin and Levine. Oh, bullshit. To you're so bullshit. Stefan, September 5th, 2012, I, I suggest anybody that wants to go go to the post. It's called Bolger and Levine. IP. This is pathetic. You have no argument for IP. You're defending one of the most six most evil things the goddamn federal government does. You have no excuse whatsoever. Either come up with an argument there. or you should you should beg forgiveness from all libertarians for supporting this evil, evil protectionist federal scheme. Um, Give me an argument, go- Bob. Show, show me why ideas are property. Are you familiar with praxeology? How about Mises? You know, Mises says that action is the employment of scarce means guided by knowledge. Now, libertarians believe that there should be property rights 
means, not in the knowledge. Knowledge is an inexhaustible free good that once you are aware of knowledge, you're free to use it to guide your actions whatsoever. Your attempts to protect IP is an attempt to apply property rights to knowledge, which is not a scarce means. Now, you All tell right, me well, where that's... Let's go on. Let's go on. Page 32, you write. Similarly, if you copy a book I have written, I still have the original book, and I also still have the patent of words that constitute the book. Thus, authored works are not scarce in the same sense that a piece of land or a car are scarce. Okay, but how, how you know? How do you mean that? You're, you're basically I mean that the way every economist on the face of the earth means it. This is not okay. Go ahead. Have you ever heard the word rivals, rivalry? Do you know what rivalsness means? Go ahead. Yes, uh, I do. You, do you think any economist on the earth would disagree that a pattern of words in a book is a rivalrous, scarce good? Really? Anyone? Seriously? That it's not. Uh, that let me let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I have written out, okay, a formula that I think works to allow me to get on Drudge, uh, a linked on Drudge, which drives tremendous traffic to me from time to time. Okay. What do you mean? Those are words on it. What do you mean you've written it? What does that mean? I've written it on a piece of paper. Why? Okay. Why did you do that? Why did I do that? Yeah. Because I wanted to remember it in detail. Okay. What's the, what's the relevance of the fact that you wrote it? Well, the point, the what relevance is. What you did with your property in your in your house? You have a piece of paper on your desk somewhere with with with, with uh, lead lead or ink scratchings on it, which you can read, which means something to you. Congratulations. Okay. Yeah. Miracle. Okay. Uh, then then I sell this to person B. Under the condition that he no, he does not sell it to anyone else, is it? First of all, when I have it, is it a scarce good? When you have what? When I just have it written down and, and no one else is, is aware of it, is it a scarce good? Is what a scarce good? You got to be specific. what I've written down. Paper. What do you mean? What you mean the, the, the formula itself? The Are you the, talking about knowledge? The formula itself. If, if I'm the only one that has it, does anyone That's else have what? it? Bob, say, tell me what the hell it is. Do you mean the piece of paper? The formula to get on Drudge to get a, a link on Drudge. No, no. Is it is it the information or is it the piece of paper? Which one are you talking about? I'm not going to answer the question until you tell me what you're asking about. Well, let's 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 start with the, the formula itself. I I have a formula. I'm aware of it. it exists. Well, actually, you don't have a formula. You know. Let's be precise. You don't. You know a formula, right? You are aware of a formula. It's in your head. I'm not aware of the formula. I know the formula. Yeah, you know it, but you don't have it. You know it. It's knowledge. I certainly do have it. Where do, is it? Do you, Does it have a location? Really? Is, is knowledge that, a lo locatable? Well, hold thing? it, hold it. Does, is, is location necessary for scarcity? I no, have the formula. Nobody else has it. Have it. What do you mean by you what? have it? I'm asking. I you have that. it in my brain. I have the knowledge. Where? In my brain. I thought it was on the paper. I, I put it there also, but that's just two. Well, that's another place. The same information in two places. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Maybe we could put it in a million places. Yeah, but it's not there now. So is it scarce or not when it's just in two places? No, information is not scarce. So who else has it besides me then, if it's not scarce? You don't have it. You know it. Stefan, are you you're, telling you're me the word? Who, who, yeah. else can, who, who else can use it, function? Look it. Who, who in the world besides me can act on that if I'm the only one that, that has that formula? No one, only you. So is it scarce or not scarce? Is it, uh, is it just, super abundant everywhere? It's not, scarce. it's not a scarce resource. It's not a scarce means of action. It's not scarce? Who else has it, Stefan? What has it? What? No one has it. Right. So it's scarce, isn't it? No. 
It's not? No. What's the formula, Stefan? Scarcity. <laughs> What's the formula? Okay, so here's Wenzel's argument. Stephen Kinsella doesn't know private information in Bob Wenzel's head, therefore patenting copyright are valid. No, I therefore, mean, it's scarce. There are scarce ideas, Stefan. Is no, it scarce not. or not? It's not, not scarce, scarce, but you don't know what it is. It's information. I know exactly what it is. Well, tell me the formula then. This is a stupid argument. Bob, how is that stupid? Here's the, how, way, how, here's the way a real libertarian looks at this issue. Okay, someone who's not uh, a clown. Okay, we ha- you have a property right in your brain and your body. This is a scarce resource. You have the legally recognized right to control, to be the exclusive one who can control your body. Guess what that gives you, Bob? That gives you the ability to act, and it gives you the ability to keep your mouth shut if you don't want to tell people your secret. It gives you the ability to keep secrets. It gives you the ability to run around your lawn naked at midnight, you know, worshiping the moon if you feel like it. Okay? That doesn't mean that you own this ability to run around. It doesn't mean you own your actions. It doesn't mean you own your labor. It doesn't mean you own the secrets in your head because those are not ownable things. You have the practical ability to keep it private. There's no big deal. This is bless you. So, so, so Stefan, is it scarce it. or not? Stefan, when I have it, is it, I'm not asking you what I'm doing with it. Uh, I'm asking you specifically, is it, is it scarce knowledge or does everyone have? Does every blogger in the world know this? No, but you're assuming Formula. that if everyone doesn't have it, it's, that, it's, that it's scarce. Scarcity well, means every, Bob, scarcity okay. means rivalousness. Do you understand that? It's an economic concept, rivalry. Okay. Well, let, every economist in the world would agree that the information in your head is a pattern of information. It is not a rivalrous object. That means it cannot be owned. Well, whatever kind of object it is, there is something. Would you, would you admit I have a formula? In a metaphorical sense, yeah. A, I would admit not that. in a metaphorical sense. It's a very it's real formula that I can act on. Because you have to be clear what? about what have means. When you use have, you're, you're something you're that I can use and act on. I can act on it, Stefan. It's not on metaphorical. It. What? Act on it. It's information that can guide your actions. Exactly. You you know word it word it however you want there, but it is well, still I'm using information I have. Theology. I thought you were a Misesian. Mises talked about human action being the use of knowledge to employ certain causally efficacious, scarce means to achieve a result. Right? So the knowledge plays one role, and the means play another role. So no, a knowledge is not a scarce means of action. I don't know how much more clear I could be, or that Mises could be. So you're, you're saying it's, it's superabundant, that the my formula is superabundant? What are you saying? Who else is acting on it? Who how said, is it not scarce, Stefan? It's not scarce because it's not rivalrous. What do you mean it's not rivalrous? How, how so suppose suppose people something that's rivalrous means there can be rivalry or conflict or clashing over it. How could you and I have a conflict over that information, Bob? Very Tell simple, me. because you, if if I I sell it to 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 no, B, no, no, no. okay, what? Give me, give me an answer. How can you have conflict over the information? I'm, I'm attempting to do that. Okay, okay. if I sell it to B, okay, under the condition that he not show it to anybody else or and he breaks that contract yeah. and shows C, then C is, is, is a, a rival of mine if he attempts to sell that to other people while I am trying he's to put the same. He's not a rival. You don't think there's movement on the supply curve? 
You don't think it's moving on a supply? This is not rivalry. That's not what rivalry is about. Rivalry is about a specific type of good that can only be used by one person at a time. That there has to be conflict over. Why? Why is that? The, why is that the definition? There well, is certainly the rivalry. Look it up. It's there is certainly no. There is certainly rivalry between me and person no, C. No, if not. I am if I am selling something and he's selling the no. same thing and driving the price down, I, I that's not rivalry. I disagree completely. Let me let me explain to you why. What, what you're using is equivocation, not on purpose. I don't think you're doing it on purpose, but you're, you're, you're getting confused with imprecise use of terms and overuse of metaphors. Um, l- l- let me give an example. I'm not using any metaphors. Hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's, have a, let's try to be a little you know, intelligent for a second. It, sometimes people say people fight over religion. Now, this is actually not literally true. What they mean is that religion is the motivation for why they fight over scarce resources. The scarce resources are always like land or people's bodies. So, for example, if I'm a Muslim and you're uh, a Christian and I tell you I want you to convert to Islam, what I mean is I want you to go through certain motions with your body and that if you don't, you know, I might kill your body. So when I, what I'm saying is I have the right to use your body despite your will. So it's always a conflict over bodies. Now, people would describe that metaphorically as a fight over religion, but the religion is just the justification they would give for why it's okay to use someone's body without their permission. But the dispute is always about a conflict, a conflictable rival or scarce resource, namely your body or your land or something like that. Okay? In the same way, in the dispute you're, you're giving, you're, we're talking about money. Okay? So what you're saying is if C doesn't respect the contract between A and B, then C can compete with A. And that rivalry? And that rivalry? Is, yeah. Not rivalry. Com- competition is not rivalry on the free market is not rivalry at all in this sense. And you you've got to know what? that. You know, Stefan, you don't even know what the hell you're on. talking about let me, now. Let me finish my thought. I do I think you you're confused. Um, if if someone competes with you, they are competitors on the free market, and it is true that C might take some sales that you would have otherwise made. So the real claim is the money in the pockets of these customers that goes to C instead of goes to A, right? So what you're really saying is that because of your cockamamie IP theory, because you don't like competition, because you had a contract with B, A thinks he has a property right in the money that customers gave to C. Now, how did he get this property right, Bob? You tell me. Because I, as far as I know, the customers owned it, and then they gave it voluntarily to C, who didn't violate okay. any of these cover properties. All right, you're, you're, two, you're, you're two minutes are up. Let me, I, I, want, I want to quote Hoppe from your book. Why don't you answer okay, one of my questions you want? Why don't you answer what I just said? I don't want to. I'm, a, I'm right, here to destroy you, you, don't, you don't and, and show that you don't know what the hell you're talking about. I mean, any reasonable person is going to know my knowledge, my formula of how to get on drudge is is scarce and that people don't have it out there. And if somebody else gets it, that person is in rivalry with me. I mean, Stefan, that's just common sense. Well, yeah, I don't have to defend it any further. If, they, if anybody else, if anybody else agrees with you, Stefan, they they should follow you wherever the hell they want. Okay. Hey, Bob, let me Bob, let me quote on, from page twenty nine. Hold, hold on. No, I'm not going to go back to the quoting right now. I want to ask you a follow up question. If a serious question, let's suppose you have a, a drugstore. Okay. You have a certain clientele of customers. Now, a competing drugstore opens across the street. Would you call that rivalry? Of course. Okay. And so if they take some of your business, are they stealing something that you had a property right in? 
It's a rivalry. I didn't. I didn't. It's, but it, are they doing anything? There's different kind. Rivalry is competition. If if they stole my products and sold my products, that would be stealing. Now you're question begging. You're question begging because you're. Oh no, Stefan! I got you by the balls there. Let's go on. Page twenty nine. You're not going on. You quote Hoppy. Bob, I'm not. I'm going to hang up if you keep doing this. I'm telling you right now, dude. You are monopolizing it, which is fine to a degree. But we're, I want to have a conversation about this. You can go on to your, your next little pointless question if you want. But I, I want to follow this because you're saying I'm trapped when you're, you're the one making no sense go ahead, whatsoever. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Why don't you distinguish for me competition that's permissible versus competition that's not permissible? Okay. If, if a person sets up a, a pharmacy across the street from me, that, that's rivalry. There's no question about that. If they buy it from the same manufacturer. Not true. That, that is questionable, but go ahead. All right. Um, but if, if a person sets up a pharmacy across the street from me and at night goes in and breaks and steals all the drugs from my pharmacy to yeah. sell them in their pharmacy, yeah. that, that's, that's rivalry, but it's also theft. Yes, but Bob, we both agree on that. And don't you – that's why I started out this conversation by saying that you and I already agree on the basics of property, property rights in scarce resources. So what you're doing here, what you're doing is you're trying to make an analogy. What you're saying is just like it's theft of my products when you steal and break into my store and take some of my stuff, similarly in the case you gave, the knowledge that B gave to C is also a stolen product. But you're question-begging because we don't agree that knowledge can be – an ownable thing. Don't you see? This is the problem. You have to have a problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to that. I, I want to go in the. I want to go in the proper order of of my presentation here. No, no. Let me well, let goes, me ask you. Let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you one small question first. This is go more ahead. of a, a preliminary question. Do you agree with me that you cannot establish something by engaging in question begging? I mean, just as a general matter, do you agree with that? Why would I not agree with that? Just making sure. So, would you agree that if you tell me? This is property because it's, it's wrong to steal it, that that's not a good argument because you understand stealing implies that there's something owned to be, to be taken in the first place. You can't show that there's something I, I will get to I, I will get to that. I, know, I want to know if you okay. agree with me on that. Uh, or do you, do you think you can prove that something is property by just labeling the taking of it theft? Is that how you actually show what property is, by just calling it theft? I'm, I'm going to get to that, Stefan. There's, there's so a couple of steps, and I don't even, want to confuse. You can't even I'm, up, I'm trying to get there, Stefan, from, from your own book, page 29. You so your argument is so weak that you're going to rely on something so stupid later that you can't even admit right now that that's a shoddy argument because you don't want to – No, I don't your, want to get out because you're going to, you're going to take the debate in, in, in areas that I don't want to go. I, I, I want to do two things. I want to show how weak and sloppy your arguments are. You're off on Rothbard. You're, 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 you don't want you're to quoting books that, you don't want to, to bash to people here. when you don't even read the, the paper. You don't even know what the hell they're saying. Let me turn to page 29 here. You quote Hoppe. Only because scarcity exists is there even a problem of formulating moral laws. Insofar as super... Insofar as goods are superabundant, no conflict over the use of goods is possible. Why are you quoting Hoppy that way? What is what is superabundant about my formula? Well, That's what Hoppy says, and you quote him. What's superabundant about my formula? Your formula is not superabundant, but it, it can be copied unto infinity. 
Yeah, but it's, it's not it's, super abundant. It's not super abundant, Stefan. Hoppa's using. You're quoting Hoppa. But you, you you're quoting Hoppa on super abundant. But you don't have an argument. That, that scarcity, the, the scarcity, and insofar as a good, it's and the lack of scarcity, insofar as a good, is super abundant. Well, you're I, quoting Hoppa there, Stefan. Your, I don't know what your what your argument is supposed to be here. This is kind my of my argument is how is my formula super abundant? Even if A, B, and C have it. There's, there's no superabundance there. Um, you see, you're you're not making a coherent argument because you didn't start from fundamentals. You're not defining your terms. Uh, Hoppe is trying to explain why the institution of property has arisen and must arise only because of the existence of rivalrous or scarce resources. Okay. Right. So, as a thought experiment, like if you're familiar with calculus, which probably you're not, but you know, there's something called the limit. In calculus, which is uh, Hoppe is saying that as things get more and more abundant in reality, as they approach what's called superabundance, and he uses the idea of the, the Schlaraffen land or the land of milk and honey, um, it's it's a it's it's like Rothbard's evenly rotating economy. It's an ideal construct that can never exist in reality. But what he imagines is you're in a land where things are so abundant that there's no possibility that you'd be ever short of it, or that people could even take it away from you. So it's sort of like the idea of abundance gone to the limit would approach uh, non-scarcity. So for example, if we lived in a land of where we're just kind of ghostly things and everything is a magically, you could just come up with something in the blink of an eye, like there's an infinite number of bananas everywhere, and you could reach your hand up and grab a banana. You've got the banana. Well, in such a land, uh, property would never arise as a concept because number one, no one would ever want to take my banana from me because they can have their own bananas at any time. And if someone did take my banana, I wouldn't care because I could conjure another one up in the blink of an eye. So he's coming up with an ideal construct to explain why property rules arise and why they have to relate to non to scarce resources, that is to rivalrous things. We do live in a world that is not this land of milk and honey. It's not the Garden of Eden. We live in a world where there are scarce resources. These are what Mises talks about as the means of action. And we libertarians believe in property rights to assign an exclusive owner to each possibly contestable resource. That does not include knowledge. It includes scarce resources. I don't know. This very simple concept, a lot of people seem to get it. I don't know what problem you have with it. If you have well, an alternative I, I, theory, why Stephon, don't you tell me what your alternative theory is? Stefan. Let, let's my my alternative theory is is that ideas are scarce, okay, and and they, they're idea? not what super I, well, abundant. On, the well, way the way Hoppe references. Okay, so so ideas. Well, hold on. So you think ideas are scarce? So you think ideas should be one of the types of things ontologically that's a type of pro subject to property rights, right? So in other words, you have so so you would probably. Um, believe that we need to have property rights in intellectual property rights in more things than the current law covers, like we need it in fashion recipes and newspaper headlines and uh, recipes for, for pizzas and bar drinks. And also, they shouldn't terminate after 17 years or 25 years or 120 years. They should terminate, they should never terminate after all they're a property right, right? So, by your theory, we would all have to be walking around getting permission every second of our lives from every bit of information we used. And in fact, every inventor of a new idea, Bob, do you understand that they relied upon other ideas because none of us is born tabula rasa into the world. You know, we, we all are born assuming all the knowledge that other generations have come up with before. No idea anyone comes up with is just totally brand new. 
ab nihilo, right? This always builds upon other people's ideas. So basically, you're advocating a world of total stultification and communism, where you have to get permission from everyone to perform any action, and we would all just die because you could never get permission so, from everyone to do anything. So, what? What? So what you're, well, you, let me say one more thing, and then you can reply. What? I'll make an analogy to what you're doing. You have the m mindset, you don't seem to appreciate the terrible harm that granting new rights does, although you probably do appreciate it in the context of money and in the context of welfare rights. So, for example, most simple-minded people who don't have an appreciation of economics sort of equate money with wealth because you can use money – money is a sign of your wealth, or you can use it to acquire objects that you value. And so they don't understand why we don't just have a minimum wage or why the Federal Reserve doesn't print more money. You and I understand what inflation is. You and I understand that if the government prints more dollars, it doesn't make us wealthier. All it does is redistribute wealth and set the business cycle in motion, correct? Same thing with welfare rights. You know, Most liberal, liberals uh, of today, socialist welfare-type liberals, they say, well, I'm in favor of property rights, but I'm also in favor of the right to an education and the right to a house and the right to a job and the right to X, Y, Z. They don't understand that these rights come at the expense of existing rights. Like if you have the right to a job, if you have the right to an education, that means someone else has to have an obligation to provide to provide you with that. So all these artificial rights that the state wants to create, uh, inflating money dilutes the power of money, right? Inflating rights dilutes the value of existing property rights. If if there's a right to welfare, now my property rights are less secure because the government's got to take some of it, right? to provide welfare for people. It's exactly the same with intellectual property. The libertarian Lockean idea is already complete, Bob. It has an answer okay, for you're, every you're possible way over dispute. Your, uh, you know, Stefan, I, I really don't want to hear that stuff. Uh, me, I know you don't. Get back to the point. You apparently don't want to hear any yeah, ideas. It's, 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 it's babble. You know, you're talking about me quoting Mises and, and Hoppe, and, and you're, you're babbling on and stuff that has nothing to do with the, the, the simple fact that, that ideas are scarce. Okay, and and you can't get away from that. Let, let me now, since okay. you're the one quoting let, things. Let, before you go on, here here's a quote from Hoppe. I'm I'm actually at least giving my own thoughts here. You're just quoting things, but here's something from Hoppe in '88. Before I even started writing about IP, someone said in an audience, they said a panel question to Hoppe and David Gordon and others. They said a question for Hoppe: Does the idea of personal sovereignty extend to knowledge? Am I a sovereign over my thoughts, ideas, and theories? Now Hoppe's answer is this. In order to have a thought, you must have property rights over your body. That doesn't imply that you own your thoughts. The thoughts can be used by anybody who is capable of understanding them. Now, see, you Hoppe recognized early on because he is so deep into Misesian praxeology, he recognized, even without thinking about it a lot, he recognized the fundamental incompatibility because of the praxeological structure of human action, the fundamental incompatibility of trying to assign property rights to knowledge the same way we do to scarce means of action. These are two fundamentally okay, different aspects Stephon. of human action. Stefan, can, can, you, can you right now demonstrate to me how I use the drudge formula? <laughs> can you tell me what I have in my left pocket? No, I can't, and it's the exact point. I, knowledge is scarce. It's not super abundant. What's your argument, It's Bob? not, Stefan. So what? What's your my argument? My argument is… My argument is you're you're arguing that ideas are not scarce. Are you, are you saying is if you true. have secret information? Let me, it's let me ask you this. What you're saying let is me, let's property. try let's try something simple. Do you understand multivariable calculus? I used to. Okay. Well, it's the extension of calculus from one variable and uh, involves the differentiating into functions. Uh, 
that involve multi-variables rather than just one. That's a, that's a simple explanation. Well, I don't know. Okay. I've, done, uh, I've done first calculus, second calculus, um, multidimensional calculus. I think you're talking well, about multi, you, you multidimensional could put it, calculus. I'll explain it, and I just explained Linear it Linear algebra, you, differential Stephane. equations, you know. Stefan, I just ex I asked you a question. You couldn't tell me. I told you, okay? Yeah, that was I knowledge I had right, that you didn't actually. have. It's, it's another case, which, which this is this is something yeah. that's easily yeah. uh, available Der derivatives in any, and stuff. any calculus book. Yes, derivatives, derivatives and stuff. Yeah, the Germans, they make good stuff. Derivatives and Stephane. stuff. Stefan, Stefan, the, the point is there's, there's all kinds of knowledge out there, and not everyone has. It's not super abundant. It's just not. Men have to act to either think about it, to so develop is your, is your theory that if, to if, find if, it somewhere. Is your theory that if Bob Wenzel can think of some, some, some conceptual referent in life that is not super abundant, then that means that we should have property rights in it? Is that your theory? The theory is that most ideas and information are not super abundant. It's not Dumb. like air. Air is super abundant. Bananas in paradise is super abundant. None of this stuff is, is super abundant. Hello? Well, Bob, once you release the yeah. information, I mean, look, I've already admitted, once it's, if it's secret, you have the right to keep it secret because you have a property right in your brain yeah, and your but body. Even if, even if and if, a, you, if you let the information loose upon the world... Stefan, if A, B, and C have it, that's three people. It's not... Uh, something that that's just maintained in my mind. How did and all C, how three did of those C, people what, may wait, have incentive to keep it quiet and not tell anyone no, else. No, no, C has it's no incentive. Still, what's what's C's incentive? CS resource, on, what's, on. what's C's incentive to keep it secret? Tell me what C's incentive that, is. So so they can sell it so more no, no, people no, no, don't no, no, understand. No, 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 no. What's C's incentive? What? So you're so talking we, about so we could sell it. It's a valuable information. People would pay tens of thousands of dollars for it. Well, but then 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 then. Three, four, five, ten people know, right? Pretty soon it's public, right? Yeah, okay. So, well, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. Let's see, see you, start, uh, you start contracts, con uh, um, constructs which are not necessarily true. There, there are ways to structure, let, let's structure let, things let, you, where let, it's very, very unlikely, let, unlikely okay. for that information <laughs> to go beyond the people it's determined oh, yeah, it's to go really, to. It's really unlikely. That's, that's, it's really unlikely. That's why we have to have SOPA and, and cracking down on piracy and, and the six strikes. Hey, that's government, Stefan. That's not me and you, no, baby. No, no, no. What I'm saying is it's not unlikely. Once information gets out, information can spread. This See, is the whole you're, point. You're, you're creating a straw man. If, I, straw if man. I tell you, I will tell you the drudge thing, okay? But if, if that gets out to anyone, uh, I, either because you do it on purpose or inadvertently or error or you're sloppy or you, you leave it on a park bench or whatever. But if it gets out and I can prove it to you, you will owe me ten million dollars. Okay. Well, first you of all, a, you let, a, let, 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 either, either not going to enter the contract, okay, or B, on. you're going to enter the contract okay. and be very careful. Let's get to the nitty gritty here. You can I think, stop it from going. Let's what? get to the nitty gritty. Hold on a second, because this is really where you're going. Although you don't want to admit it, you basically are trying to just justify Rothbard's original. Uh, uh, half-hearted argument for contractual copyright. Which, by the way, you're calling Rothbard's the time he spent on copyright and patent. We clearly fought it out. In no, details, he didn't. Which he didn't take it very far. Half-hearted. He didn't even realize Step that it contradicted his, uh, his his defamation theories, which you apparently haven't read. I mean. It doesn't contradict his defamation. Yes, it, it clearly does. According to this logic, why don't you have a property right in your reputation, Bob? After all, you put Why? labor into it. Why don't you have a property right What's in your that? reputation? How would I have a property right in my reputation? Well, Explain it's valuable I, knowledge. I never held that. What? Okay, so so hold on. So let's let's. Uh, but I think so basically, you, 
You, you understand, by the way. If somebody has an opinion on me, believe me, Stefan, I have an opinion of you. And you don't own that opinion. It's my opinion. It has nothing to do with you. It's my scarce resource. But it's just knowledge. It's not yours. But it's just knowledge. That's the whole point. You can do That's with right. you, you can do with knowledge in your head whatever you want with it. Just like if I learn of your but little I, drudge formula. Right. Hold on. If I learn about your drudge formula, why right. can't I act on it? Tell me why. Well, it depends upon how you learn about it. It does depend upon it. That's correct. So if you tell me, and we have a contract, you say, Stefan, right. you pay me a thousand bucks. I'm going to give you this information, but you have to promise not to reveal it to anyone else. And if you do, then you got to pay me $10,000 damages. Whatever. I don't know. Something like that, right? Right. But we both agree with that. That's just contract law. You understand this has right. nothing to do with intellectual property. Nothing. It just means you and well, I can they, have a contract. So the contract yeah, is about – by the way, the contract is about money. The contract is two title transfers. One is I'm transferring $1,000 to you now. In payment for your performing an action that I want, which is giving me access to information. Number two, there's a conditional title transfer that comes later, which is my payment of damages to you if I do something with the information that you don't want me to do. Right? So there's just two title transfers. That's it. That's what contracts are, as Rothbard explained. Okay? So, right. so that's you, so well, hold you on, hold on. That this the information is, a and B. is not super abundant at that point. It's got nothing which to do with a and B that. It's got nothing to do with that. A and B made a contract with each other. Okay? Yeah, but it's you're good because you're going to come up with the scarcity argument down no, forget, the road. Forget scarcity for a second. That, forget scarcity. Forget scarcity. So now let, let's say I, I I'm willing to forget, you're, but you're going to bring it up that there is no let, scarcity. Let's say, okay, but I want to. So I want to establish it at this point where A and B are involved. The the, the knowledge is Bob, still scarce. Bob, here's, here's, how the, here's, a, here's how the argument goes. Scarcity, why won't you answer that question, Stefan? I'm I'm going to answer it. Scarcity just explains why we have property rights and what the function is. The libertarian believes that when you find a scarce resource in the world, that is some object that more than one person wants to use at the time and that only one of them can use, that's the possibility of conflict. We believe that the guy that homesteaded it first or that purchased it by contract is the one that gets to control it. That's it. That's the whole answer. And then the case against IP is simply recognizing that the only way to grant IP rights is to undercut these earlier homesteading rights. That's the whole argument. It's very simple. Okay, so you don't have to say it's not. It doesn't matter if it's scarce. In this case, it you, doesn't. Your whole argument Bob, is dependent Bob, upon scarce. Bob, you are relying apparently on this contract theory. So let's let's take it to the next step. This is the nitty gritty. Now you and I both agree that if I use the information in a way that you prohibited by our contract, then I'm doing something that's at least going to cause me to suffer some penalty because I agreed upon a penalty. But what if I tell the information to a third party? And then they put it on the internet, and then it soon, soon it's out for everyone. How do all these third and fourth and fifth parties, how are they violating your property rights because they never did enter into a contract with you? Okay, well, let me explain that. Uh, I, I'm at Hertz. I rent a car. No, no, but you, uh, you're question begging. I know what you're no, doing. No, you're no, already no, question Stephon, begging. Stefan, I'm at Hertz. I rent the car, and I sell the car to someone else. No, but we're – Bob, we're Does assuming Hertz that the car right – You and I – No, you can't do this. Bob, are you just – are you unable to understand an argument? You have to at least understand what you're disagreeing with. I've already explained at least twice in this, in this podcast okay, that you and I both agree the car is a scarce, ownable thing. What we don't agree and, – and Hold on. See, that's why, Stefan, you have to – Identify it A and B that the, at that point when A A has information and I give it to B, 
There's scarcity of that idea. But you understand you don't have an argument. Your argument is it's circular. Not but, but your argument Stephon. is circular. Do you understand why your argument is circular? You're saying it's not circular. You're saying information should be covered by property rights, should be a type of intellectual property, because it's an ownable thing that if if you use it without permission, it's theft. You understand? It's just a cir totally circular argument. No, no, no. I'm not talking about theft. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's not. See, it's not theft. You're, you're the one. No, it's, it's, if, if, if I use if, the Hertz rental car if without I permission. If I rent the car from Hertz and then I sell the car to C, you C did you, not steal it. You can't any. sell it to C. Did C steal any? You did can't C sell it to steal C. the car? What? If C uses the car that Hertz owns without permission, he's committing a type of trespass, which is a type of Yeah, theft. but maybe yes. he doesn't know it. I take the, Well, then he's doing the it innocently, but he's still using property he has no right to use. Exactly. So but we agree that it's property, car, Bob. We all agree the, the car is property. So I can, if, why can't I, as, as the original person designing the contract, go to C and say, take that off your website? Because the reason, it's not the reason, your property, the reason it was that given the, to you illegally, Bob, Bob, just the way the Hertz can with the car. The, the reason, the reason the person, the third party can't use the Hertz car has got nothing to do with copy with contract. It's because there's in rim. Yeah, we're talking, pro we're talking scarcity, we're talking uh, property, and we're talking legitimate tra tra rights transfer. That's what we're talking about, and it's the same thing whether you're talking about a car or uh, or information. You may not like that fact, but it's it's a clear, logical step as to why I can go to person C and say, hey, take that down. No. Hey, you've got a copy of a book. You cannot sell that book. Well, let's, why, don't we enter, why don't we enter the year 2013 now. and stop talking about paper books left on park benches? I mean, information now is digital, and it's on the internet. It doesn't have a physical substance, really. It's just patterns that could be duplicated perfectly forever. So, you know, if you go to Google or you go to some website and you see a copy of Bob Wenzel's magnum opus Proving Rights, which would probably have just two pages, um, you know, if I see that pattern of information, you know, you're I, a real snippy bitch, aren't well, you? Well, well, you're go saying ahead, you want continue. to destroy me, so you know, go. <laughs> what what do I care? You know, I think you're. I don't know. Maybe Scientology messed you up or whatever it is. You know, I don't know, but. Um, you know, why, why don't you tell me, Bob, where did the third person who sees information on the internet, where did I agree to a contract with the original creator of the information? Where's the contract? Now, 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 you're, now you're creating a construct that has nothing at all to do with uh, property rights. Property rights is not limited. Intellectual property well, rights. Well, Bob, if I created the construct, then I guess I, I, if I created the construct, I guess I own it. You own it, but it's an absolutely stupid construct. Well, it, I'm, it's I'm, not I'll, sell you, I'll sell you my construct for fifty cents, and then I'll give you the right to use it. But it's only... not worth fifty cents. Oh, it's it's okay. it's 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 a piece of junk. Well, I still deny your right to web, use my construct. If, if something is on the web, we, we first of all we have to know why it's on the web. What what uh, uh, clauses or information limits what's on the web? If someone puts it on the web, it it it, it depends upon. Somewhere. What the person is that puts it on the web is is is, is attempting to do is he trying to get that information out there for free or, or not? I mean, it, people putting things on the web and it depends on their purposes. Uh, yeah, okay, that's a good argument for IP so far. Continue. So far, I have so far I don't know a definition from you. All I all I know is you think if you have a secret, then so Stefan, you, you still it. haven't you still haven't identified the difference between. Uh, a person C who has a car that is unknowingly be belongs to Hertz, <laughs> and a person C who is using a formula that does not uh, 
is that he is he is not yeah no, uh, uh, gained through through legitimate channels. You know, you may not be aware of that. But what's the difference? You've you've it actually you've actually get the car. You've, you persuaded me, Bob. I think you're right. Um, April Fools, but no, seriously, no, I can't think of any difference except for the fact that the car is a, a rival with scarce resource and the information is not. But other than that, there's no why, difference. Why? No. Why is it? Why is it? The formula a rival with scarce resource when only three people have it, and it drives down the price of the uh, the price. How is what, that what's, different? What's from, the price? From your you see, policy? what what are you neoclassical? What's the price being driven down have to do with its nature as a rival with good? What's that got to because, do with anything? Because what what you're doing is you're you're introducing uh, well, uh, a, a, a further supply of a good. It's simple. It's that's basic basic economics. I thought that was a, I demand. thought that's what that was a good thing to increase supply of goods. It depends on how you do it. If if you steal the goods from somebody else, and oh, you drive down no the price in another market. Well, who not, stole it? Who, who stole it in this case? So let's say A, B, and C have the information, and D over here is C talking about it or observes the product that embodies the information. Who is he? When did the theft occur exactly? Okay. Well, well, now what you're doing is 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 you're going into the enforcement and protection of IP. Okay. So you're that's against why you're, so you're against enforcement of IP or no 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 my, my that's why I put up the picture at the Mises Institute. There are various levels and degrees of. Of, of protection and enforcement, depending on what somebody wants. I mean, the Mises Institute has a sign up there, you know, no, no trespassing. At the same time, so as far Mises as I can see, you have, some, you have some cockamamie theory where if you can show that you can sell something for a price, then you need the, some kind of anti-competitive right to keep your market high and the price is high, and that makes it scarce in a no. sense. So it can be owned. It's, but by, by it's, your it's theory, you're, you're as crazy as Galambos Iran. You would, you would protect... You would have to protect things for far longer, Bob, than uh, than the current law does. In fact, for forever. After all, it's a property right, and you would have to protect things that are not protected now, like database my, rights, my, my recipes, fashion designs. You, right. you can create any straw man you want. My it's not view a straw is man. I'm for competition. Party. You're apparently not for competition. You're, no, you're, I, you're, you don't want competition. I'm on the free private private property. No, you're I, calling I rivalry now. You, you think competition property. is rivalry? You really think What's competition that? is rivalry? It's insane. Basically, I mean, did you get that from a bubble gum? If someone or? obtained something illegally, okay. But, but that's question begging, dude. You can't say it's illegal in the argument for why it should be illegal. Do you understand basic argumentation? Jesus. Well, that's that's why I in the beginning I asked you about A and B and whether they had a contract uh, and whether it was scarce at that point. Is the contract scarce? What's that? What's scarce? The contract? The paper? The, 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 the formula. The formula. Is it scarce? I mean, in, some, in, your, some, in your strange world, it's, it's super abundant or something. Okay? It's, it's infinitely now, copyable. I of wanna, course. I wanna, what? It's infinitely copyable. Of course it is. It's infinitely copyable. It's not the same thing as, as it being scared. Not every blogger in the world knows now what my formula is to get on charge. Bob, Bob, let, let me you, let, let me give let me give you a, a simple let me give you a simple hypothetical and see where we disagree. Okay, let's try this. Okay, let's say you and I both want to make a, a German chocolate cake. Okay, now we we each have our own kitchen, our own house, our own mixing bowls, our own eggs, our own flour, right? Our own oil, our own ovens. You would agree that these are all scarce resources, correct? Yes, and you would agree that we would both favor a system where you have property rights. Excuse me, you have property rights in yours, and I have property rights in mine. Correct? 
Correct. And you would agree that if we don't have these property rights, then then we can't both use the same mixing bowl at the same time to make a cake, and that we might have conflict or violent clashing over this, right? You would try to take it from me. Instead of right. making a cake, right. then we're just fighting with each other, and then maybe one of us wins, but this is not civilized. Go ahead. Go ahead. Conduct, I, right? Go so ahead. we agree with that, right? But let's say you and I both learned of my grandmother's or your grandmother's secret recipe for making a German cake, and we're both following that recipe at the same time. Do you, right. do you agree that there is no limit to the amount of people that could simultaneously make a cake following the same recipe, right? But that each it's, one of them would have to have, hold on, each one of them would have to have their own scarce resources, their own raw materials, their own capital goods. But but they could all use the same recipe at the same time. You do agree with that, right? But they would have to have knowledge of the recipe to make it. I agree. It. I agree. They, but, they uh, I agree. Else, but they could. So it's, they it's, could it's all use. The, they could all use the same knowledge at the same time. But they couldn't use. But the that, same. That wouldn't, not everyone would have the exact same knowledge about a recipe or anything. It's, I, I it's find good that enough for real government hard. Work. It's good enough for government work. I mean, look, you you and I can look up right now. You know, Captain Bojangles. Where you going with this? Hold on. You and I right now could go Google. We could look up Captain Bojangles' Bloody Mary recipe and. Every one of the 7 billion people on the earth could theoretically do that. They could all use this. Yeah, but this. they're not all going to do it. They may not have computers. There's certainly a lot of people on the planet that don't have computers. Others may not have Google skills. Some may not know how yeah, to read. Yeah, I but mean, the point is, so, I know. So let's, so let's say there's, hold on, let's say there's 100, 100 people making this recipe at the same time, right? Now, yeah, I, okay. I, I, right. I observe you making your Bloody Mary recipe, okay? Right. Speaking of which, I'm kind of craving one right now. So I observe you doing that. Now, if I walk down and I take your your pitcher and your tomato juice and your Tabasco, then I'm going to prevent you from making your Bloody Mary. Would you agree with that? Well, I'm sorry. I, I was... If I, if, if, if I observe you making a Bloody Mary, right, following a certain technique, and I come and I take physically take from you your, bloody, your, your tomato juice or your Tabasco sauce or your pitcher, then I'm going to prevent you from being able to succeed in your project. Isn't that correct? That you, you're going to be able to prevent me from doing what? From making your Bloody Mary. If I take your ingredients from you. Well, you're talking about not the recipe. You're talking about the physical Bloody Mary. If I just could take your ingredients from you, you won't be able to make your recipe, right? Right. That's why you would fight me. That's why you want property rights because you want to be able to use these ingredients in peace. But suppose I observe you making the Bloody Mary, and I go get my own ingredients, and I start doing exactly what you're doing, and I make a duplicate Bloody Mary, right? Right. Now, how does that prevent you from engaging in your business? How does it prevent you from succeeding at the task you set for yourself? Uh, again, you know, no, you're, just, you're just, creating just situ- Go with me. Go with I, 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 I me. Answer the question. explain it to you, okay? All right? It, Don't, wait, does it? Do you think it does prevent you? Does it? Do you think it really prevents you? From- I, I'm going to explain it to you. It is still a, a, a not a, a super abundant thing. Not everybody in the world knows, knows how, how to... Uh, uh, make a bloody no, mary. No, but, I'm so, asking, but, if, but if a person, if a person is stealing that from me, it actually proves my how, point. How would they steal it? You mean by observing you? Does that steal it? Yeah. Well, with the, the wait, 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 wait. Back. Are you are you saying that if I observe you doing something and I learn from your All behavior, right, let me let me say taking you? taking it. Let, let me say taking it. Okay. He but I'm not taking formula. it. You still have it. I'm not taking it. What are you mean taking? He, he takes it for his own. He's use. not taking it, Bob. You still have it. How is it taking? Stefan. You mean he learned? He, he learned mind. by observing what you're saying. He okay, learned so, by observing. So, all right, we'll go with the word he learned. He learned. So the point. So are you, are you against okay, learning so now? 
The point is, it, are, are you going to give away all, all your legal education for free and stuff like that? I mean, Stefan, Bob, come on. If the guy, is, if the guy is doing all something, the if the guy is... Stefan, let on. me get back to the point. If you're performing if, if an action in public... You need to learn if, to get knowledge. Bob, if you're performing an action in public... It's not super abundant. I, it's, it's not it, super abundant. I don't care. If you're it's performing just, an action that people can learn from what you're doing... That's called competition. That's called learning. That's yeah, emulation. but you, you just created a straw man where you said everybody knew this, everybody could look it up, yet at the same time you're telling me about a guy that doesn't have the information. It's a scarce good. What's wrong with learning now, from I other people, Bob? Guy, What's wrong with learning from other people? I go what does it take from the guy, Look it, look it. I've had economists steal some of, some of my stuff. Okay, where where I wrote critiques of it's not stealing. You gotta quit using that. That's question, but that's an illegitimate tactic because I, you know, I haven't agreed that IP is a type of property. So you keep calling well, it stealing. Interpret it in your own world. I, I consider it theft. Okay? Well, you can consider you it whatever the hell you theft. want, but that doesn't mean you, that is you're right. What's your argument? It doesn't mean you're right either, Bob. I've demonstrated very clearly that that uh, look. I gave you the example earlier of. Uh, all right, let, let's try this because in my mind, I've thought about this from 17, 25 different angles over the years. And to me, to my mind, the clearly clearest, not enough. And you, you're sloppy about your work, but go ahead. All right. The clearest, <laughs> the clearest way of explaining or understanding what's wrong with IP is the restrictive covenant negative servitude idea I gave earlier. Now, would you not agree with me that I can do whatever I want in the privacy of my own home? As long as I don't, number one, commit a tort against you, like invade your property, like shoot a gun into your property or pollute into your property, or if I haven't given you a contractual right to prevent what I can do with it. Wouldn't you agree that that's the only way that you have the right to stop me from doing something in my own property? Um. In other words, suppose the government says, Bob, we're going we're gonna to enact zoning laws, and we're not going to let you uh, – uh, put two stories onto your house. Don't you think that's a taking of part of your property rights? They're, that they're acting like a partial owner of your property with you? Stefan, you, you have this block that if something isn't physical, it's not property. No, no, but, but, but we, both agree that, we both agree that physical things at least should be property. That's what we agree on, right? Do you agree that it's but, right? But the, well, hold on. Do you agree that it's right that the government can tell you that you can't use your property in certain ways, your physical property? Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah, you're wrong. You're really wrong on this one. Hold that's, on, that's hold like on, point, hold on, hold on. Just answer yeah, the question. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm with you there, but you're – Hold ahead, on, go ahead. hold take on. This, take this one. Go ahead, go ahead. So you agree that, that if someone acquires the legal right to veto your use of your property, that that is a taking of part of your property rights unless you gave it to them voluntarily. That is by contract. Wouldn't you agree with that? Um, I mean, it's just a simple thing. I'm not trying to trap you. I just think this is the way property rights works. I mean, in yeah, other words, you, 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 let's say you and I are neighbors, okay, Bob? And, and, and let's say you, you, can, you... You can do... Yeah, but, but again, there are limitations there. For example, so if if the, the person shoots into my property, he yeah, can't do that. I just, and likewise, right, right. If, if he somehow gains some information, I no, have no, 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 no. Hold intellectual on, hold on, information hold on. and attempts to, to use that on his property... Even though he did not, did not uh, acquire that information in a valid manner. What's that mean, he, yeah, valid? You're, that's question begging. What do you mean, valid manner? What's a valid manner? Yeah, I'll explain that to you. What's if, a valid if, manner? If I have – I will explain it to you. If I have a formula for getting on Drudge, 
which I sell to somebody B on, on, the, on the grounds that he not reveal it to anybody else. Well, let's and be then specific. he goes to my neighbor. Be, be specific. What's your contract? And then he goes to my no, 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 neighbor. No, 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 I want to know what your contract says. Here's, what? Be specific. What? What's the contract? You and your customer. You're telling them what? They have right. to pay you for information, and they also have to agree to what? To not reveal it to anyone what else. That, what does that mean, not manner? reveal it? They can, can they use it? They can use it uh, to to attempt to get links on drugs, but they cannot use it for any other purpose. Well, what does that mean? reveal it to anyone. What? What does that mean? Can't use for any other purpose. Can they think about it? Can they? Can they include? Uh, yeah, uh, well, they, they can think about it. I mean, yeah, we can put that in. Yeah. Okay. If, so if you're their lawyer it. and and you want to raise these kind of ditzy things with them, yeah, it's not ditzy because it matters it. here. So what I'm saying is, what what if what if they use the formula as they have purchased the right to do apparently. Right, and, and someone else observes them over time, making a lot of money, and they they sort of figure out what they're doing. Is is that revealing the information, or if 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 it's uh, no, that's that that is that is uh, another person uh, independently uh, gaining knowledge of the formula. Oh, good. So you've apparently just given up the whole case for IP. So congratulations. I kn I knew you'd agree with me eventually. You've just you've just conceded there can't be IP. So very good. No, it's you, be, you believe in contract apparently. You don't see this goes back to you don't understand Rothbard because uh -huh. Rothbard believes in copyright and patent. He says independent <laughs> discovery, okay, it is not a problem. Uh, as far as what does that mean? Is not uh, a problem. What does it mean? Is not a problem. As as far as uh, limiting someone uh, with with regard to their uh, uh, use of, of an idea, however. However, what Rothbard means by independent discovery is by him thinking about it or doing something on his own versus someone under contractual obligation not to reveal it to someone else. That's not independent discovery in the Rothbard sense. Well, patent law word. actually ha has no defense for independent discovery. So actually, yeah, exactly. So See, Rothbard doesn't defend. So Rothbard doesn't defend patent law. Well, Rothbard defends patent. Rothbard defendants patent law. Uh -huh. He just says it should be a different structure. It should be the same as copyright. Read Rothbard. <laughs> Rothbard is one hundred percent in favor of copyright the way it is now, and he's in favor of patent law as long as it's structured the way copyright is. That's what Rothbard is all about. Well, he can't That's be. He can't be in favor of it the way it is now because when he wrote in the sixties, the copyright term was about twenty or forty years shorter than it is now. So, which which copyright term does he think is implied in the natural structure of the? Fabric of the universe is it like forty years after he death? Would, he would or? argue forever. He would argue forever. Oh, really? Well, that's not how copyright law is now. So Rothbard believed in exactly. copyright and perpetuity. You think, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he was as crazy as. Galambos. I mean, I, you want me to dig up the quote? I yeah, mean, yeah. I'd time, love. But... I would love to see Rothbard talking about perpetual copyright. Roth, there's, there's absolutely no way that. Uh... But but anyways, talk about something you know some other some other thing now. Uh, let's see. Well, you, Bob, you still haven't given your defense of IP. You know, you told me you hold on, hold on. I'm getting to it, Sally. But you know, I ain't seen no defense of IP. I don't see a just, just well, here's definition the defense of defense of IP. Let me say it for you. Ideas are not generally super scarce. abundant. Yeah. they are scarce. Yeah. There is a if, if a person has an idea, yeah. it's his. It's scarce. If he makes a contract with B, uh -huh. it is still scarce because it's between A and B, uh -huh. and B 
if he reveals it to C, yeah. uh, invalidates his contract in the okay. same way that if, if I rent a car from Hertz. Not the same way. And That's sell question it to begging. C, What's that? It's not the same it's way. Not question question begging. begging. It is question begging. Won't not, you, you look that after we're done? Look up question begging. But um, the uh, so basically, your argument is just Rothbard's confused contract argument, and which I've already debunked. So I don't know. You have You how did you debunk? I got of a all, whole section in the article. You hold it. First of all, you have Rothbard as being anti-copyright and anti-patent. You don't even understand Rothbard. Rothbard, was, a, Rothbard was believed that you could create some aspects in a private society similar in some ways to modern IP systems by contract. Now, I, you shouldn't call it... He, he called it copyright because he's talking about putting a stamp on something. The copyright is therefore a logical device of property right on the free market, quote-unquote Rothbard. Yeah, that's what he said. So he's in favor of copyright. No, he's in favor. You he's in, in favor you of. Like, you're lumping him with a, with people that are against, against copyright. He's not against copyright. Well, he uh, he uh, he was against statutory copyright, and he was for a contractual Hold scheme. He thought could, What? He was in favor of. He thought you could use contracts to replicate some of the features of the modern IP system, and he was wrong. But, but you have him in, in a category where he's against IP, and he's not against IP. You're so, wrong. So what, Bob? What? So You're what? bringing it up, not me. You're bringing it up. It's more sloppy stuff from you. Well, uh, Rothbard was a little... So, oh, Rothbard's let, me a, back, let me get back to my point. <sighs> I, I, I am not begging the question. I am not saying that because... Um, A, yeah, you're you're, you're making the analogy to the Hertz rental car case because you're so you're assuming just but like that's not just begging like, the question. It's 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 attempting to demonstrate. Bob, let, let me tell you why, what I see. Hold on, hold, let me tell you the difference why, between the why two cases. Why you can have a property rights, Bob. Okay, intellectual property rights. Bob. If A makes a contract with B and then C attempts with whether it's a book or whatever, and then now you want to go off into to uh, the. The, the mega land of the internet because you can't defend C printing books. You're in trouble there. No, That's I, why I, you can, de I can defend C printing books. I would defend C's right to print books, and I think he's doing nothing wrong whatsoever. I actually do defend it because C doesn't have a contract. Yeah, but see, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with the, how is that different from a car? How is it different That's from your argument? How, your argument is a question. How is it different? And then selling the car. Because, Bob, it's, you and I, well, hold on. You, no, you asked me a question, so now you get to have an answer and. If you can listen, maybe you'll actually learn something, which I won't consider as a violation of my property rights. Um, you and I both agree that there ought to be property rights in the car. So Hertz owns the car. They're loaning it to or leasing or renting it temporarily to someone for a restricted use for a temporary period of time. And they have a contract between them and their, their customer that specifies how this person can use the car. They can't drive it to Mexico and sell it for spare parts. They can't destroy it they can't uh, use it in a stunt in a movie you know they can only use it for certain regular uses specified in the contract okay so if the owner of that if the renter of the car loans it to his friend when the contract says you can't loan it to anyone not identified in the contract ahead of time then here we have a scarce resource which we all agree is ownable and that in fact is owned and is owned by Hertz Okay. Hold, Hold on. on. I, no, I no, 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 no. I got Stefan. I got to stop you because you know when you laughed your ass off yeah. at me saying yeah. uh, Rothbard would be against perpetual 
copyright. Yeah. Well, I find the quote against Stefan. You do not know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> his, his, his Rothbard quote unquote on the free market. Therefore, there would be no such thing as, uh, uh, oh, oh, here it is. There would, however, be a copyright for any inventor or creator who made use of it, and this copyright would be perpetual. That's not, not copyright, though. To... He's talking about contract, dude. He's not talking about copyright. So what you don't yeah, understand. I'm telling you what he's saying. There would, however, be copyright for any inventor or creator who would make use of it, and this copyright would be perpetual. He's not talking about contract. He's talking about his contractual scheme, which he's wrong about. Hold it. Stefan, I got you by the balls again. No, you, you don't. Your no, you don't. Rothbard said, was opposed to the copyright statute. Stefan, Stefan, I got you again. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I got you by the balls. You laughed your ass off when I said Rothbard would be in favor of perpetual copyright, and he says it right here. No, Roth, Rothbard is in favor of Stephon, perpetual you did not ownership. say that. You laughed your last... Yeah, you're you, wrong. You're Stephon, totally you wrong. Replied, He's not talking about... That's, this is the problem Stephon, I tried to tell you earlier. We'll you don't people, want to listen. We'll let the listeners decide. Yeah, you, I'd, you love, don't know I'd love for them to. I'd love for them to. Rothbard is not talking about modern copyright systems or statutory. He's talking about his cobbled together contractual copyright scheme. And because Rothbard believed that contracts are ways of assigning rights in scarce resources, he did believe those lasted forever. But his mistake is in thinking you could create with a contract something similar to modern IP. He does not believe in perpetual copyright. Not, nothing whatsoever like the modern advocates of perpetual copyright do. So you're just wrong. And, so you, and still, so he, back on he the... He did not believe in perpetual copyright when he says there would, however, be copyright for any inventor or creator who may use of it, and this copyright would be perpetual, not limited to a certain number of years. He's using the word copyright in a different way. This is the problem with equivocation. He's talking about something totally different. He is slapping the word copyright onto his contractual scheme idea, okay? Which is obvious that he's misusing it because he uses a mousetrap as the example, which is a patentable thing, an invention. It's got nothing to do with copyright. This is the problem with people who don't understand the details of the law, just slapping and, and again, these things Stephon, together. Stefan, you're wrong. He makes a clear distinction between copyright and patent. He knows the mousetrap is a, 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 a patent needs to be applied to it. So okay? why does he use a mousetrap for the example of a copyright then? Why? Because what he's saying is that the way patents should be constructed is the way similar to copyright. He's not confusing the two. You're confused. You he got, understands you, you, he is confusing them. He, he, he is confusing what? them. He is confusing them. No, he, he's not. He, he's saying he, – he, he, he goes right out, Stefan, and says copyright currently is such and such. Patent is such and such. Copyright is, is – uh, because it's independent discovery is allowed works – because patent does not allow independent discovery, it, it's, it's not the way it would work on a free market. However, if patent would work in the way copyright does, you could have patent on the independent market. And that's why he uses the example of the mouse. Do, do, do you, you don't think, understand do, what he's saying? Do, do, uh, I fully understand it. Uh, do, do you think that Rothbard you do uh, do you think Rothbard believed in competition? Do you think Rothbard thinks that if someone puts a new mousetrap on the market that other competitors are free to observe? the structure and design of that trap and make a competing mousetrap using some of the innovations in that mousetrap? Do you think he believed that or not? Simple question. What, what, he, what he says, in his, and again, I, I may have Bob, to Bob, 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 I'm just, do you really, I, I mean, honestly, I'm just asking you if you think Robert believed in competition in free markets. It's a simple question. 
see, but it's a lonely <laughs> question because you're going to go and defend competition yeah, yeah, as, as being a theft of uh, intellectual property. No, you're I'm not just, I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying that Roth... Stefan, Stefan, I know what the hell you're trying to do. No, no you don't. You're, you're, you have no idea. You don't question. know how to make an argument. You're making, you're doing, so, you've, all you've done... I don't know how to make an argument. No, you've done I, circular I, arguments I just showed you, you don't know, you don't know Rothbard. Yeah. You're, you're quoting Bolton Roth. You didn't even Stephen, read the paper Stephen Gisella can't quote a paper. Stephen Gisella made a mistake, so IP Somehow you think my formula to get on drudge is super abundant. So Come on! Theory, again, you don't know what theory, the anything that's not about. super abundant, Bob Wenzel can own. I mean, what is this? You you don't have, you, you keep making the analogy between the Hertz rental car. The the reason that the, the third party is committing a type of trespass when he's using that car without permission of Hertz is he's using someone's property without their permission. Now you come up with the red herring that well he might not know it. He might be innocent. It's got nothing to do with it. You're still not entitled right, to Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. my point. Yeah, so he can That's sue his, he can sue his friend. But he's using someone's property without property. their consent. Intellectual property. Hey, Bob, you know, if, 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 uh, if I'm away on the weekend and someone uh, breaks into my house and pretends like they're the owner and they invite you over for a party, okay, and they say, hey, let's trash my house, and you do it, you're actually committing a type of trespass against my property. You might not know it, but you are actually using property that you don't own. Do you understand that? The, the reason is it's called what's called in the law in rem rights, rights good against the world, rights in property. You're trying to analogize contractual rights, which are in personam, just rights between two people. You're trying to use that, which is what Rothbard tried, to build up an in rem theory. It cannot be done. Stefan, yeah, it can't be done in your world where you think my, uh, my knowledge is not scarce and I cannot continue well, in, in your world, uh, Bob, I guess, to keep it scarce uh, by contract. In your world, there's no one else can be named and Bob And then anybody right? that can go around and, and steal the information and therefore voila. Well, what you call stealing, uh, most people call learning. Your, your, your I, I guess you came up with all your, your framework. Your, your framework is based on broken contract. I have never seen any other construct of any other theory based on broken. Your, your theory doesn't even start until a contract is broken. It doesn't become unscarce, although I don't even think it's unscarce at that point, but in your world until it gets to party C, D, F, and G. In my, wor my, okay. world is my world is very simple. It's a libertarian world that we want to avoid conflict. And we, want to have, we want to have property rights and scarce resources so that people can use them peacefully and cooperatively and generate prosperity for all. Now, I assume you tend to agree with that, although the rules you're supporting would undercut that. You don't seem to understand that. You don't seem to understand that if someone has the right to – the legal right to veto how I can use my property when I'm using it peacefully and without committing any kind of trespass or contract breach at all, oh, okay, that's taking this, okay. my property rights. That's what you now, don't now seem let to me, understand. Let, let, me get, let, me, let me answer you on this point, okay? You're, you're basically saying, I'm preventing you from doing something on your property with, with say, say you want, let's say you have a property and you want to build, build a house on it, okay? Mm -hmm. And you're saying, because I have designed a house in a certain manner, mm -hmm. which I have a copyright on. No, you, that don't have I a am, you don't have a copyright on it. What's that? Well, I'm saying I do, or a patent, whatever. It, it's written down, or or it's. it's you mean a, in, you mean in your actual, ideal world where you have a right in the designs of things? No, no, no. Tell tell what what would be the legal term if, if I have uh have designed a uh, uh a way to build a house, a unique way to build a house. So is that a patent or or copyright if it's written down? What what is it? what? How should it be determined? How would it be determined in in current law? Well, in current law, if you have a, a unique inventive way. 
a functional, practical idea of how to build a house in a more efficient way that'd be protectable by patent. But if you're talking about the actual architectural design and layout of the house, that'd be something more like copyright. Yeah, so it's looking beyond. But it, uh, so either way, well, let's say I have a copyright and a patent on it, okay? So then you somehow acquire my architectural design. What do you mean somehow? Uh, I'm walking, walking down the street, I see it. It's not somehow. No, but it, no. Suppose it, it's part of, part of the design has unique functions on the inside where you can't see from the out, outside. So you really can't know how I designed the house. Well, how I did, mean, I, get, how the did I get the information? You've got to specify. How what? did I get the information? What? I'm sorry? How did I get the well, information? That, that's my point. Here, see, here's my point. You're saying that I am preventing you from designing a house like mine. Right. Okay? But under Rothbard's you view... You are. You're preventing it's, it's, me from using my property as I see fit. I'm not committing no, a trespass against uh, no, you. No, 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 no. The only thing I'm doing is preventing you from somehow... Stealing the property, but you're, stealing that, the, the formula. Bob, that's question begging. You're calling it stealing. You can't call it stealing to prove that it should be classified as stealing. You understand? That's question begging. You got to prove. All right, let, let's say uh, using information. The, How about using information that I have? No, no, no. Because you're you're you're, you're question begging, man. I mean, no, I'm not. The, the point is, let me let let me let me continue here. There is no way that. I'm going to let the uh, the design out, okay? So there's no way person you, B is going to know how to construct Sometimes you can't help letting the design out. Well, no. Well, let's say this is a case where I bury it in my safe. Well, that, 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 that could be. And, and nobody I've already else knows. Keep, hold on. You can keep information what? secret, but let's specify something. You can keep information secret, and that's fine. Uh, however, what? you know, if you have a really unique method, first of all, you're not. First of all, if you patent it, you're going to reveal it to the world by patenting it, Bob. You have to reveal it. So I don't well, no, that's under that's under current law. That's not under Rothbard. Well, yeah, I don't law. think Rothbard would agree that you can get a government issued patent that you can keep the information secret but still have a property right. In the, I mean, what, you already admitted he's against I mean, Rothbard. Rothbard wouldn't require disclosure of patents. But but go ahead, go ahead, continue. You, you would, the whole patent system is is the whole idea is based upon the bargain between the public and the inventor, and the deal is but the public. Now we're talking about the public. This is why I'm against this socialist utilitarian. I, I thought you're not bringing utilitarian uh, perspective. Say, say this what is, are you talking about? This is why I wouldn't support it. I don't think Rothbard would support it. Support but what? The the modern concept of patents. He doesn't. Yeah, but so my point is, if you get a patent, no, just listen. If you get a patent, the, the only reason to get a patent is because you want to commercialize. I can't believe it. you laughed. You laughed your ass off when I told you Rothbard would want a perpetual uh, copyright in patents. That's exactly what's in the in the thing. You, you know, you use wait, wait. Now he's in favor vicious, of patents. Vicious, vicious. I, I can't tell vicious, which. Is, now he's in favor of viciously. patents. Viciously, he's in favor of patents what? now. He's in favor of patents, not the current patent law. Well, what kind of patents is he in favor of? A patent that works along the lines of copyright, where it's independent <laughs> discovery of ideas. Uh, Stefan, don't you know what Rothbard even said? <laughs> I know Rothbard didn't really understand How? IP law very well. Um, oh, oh, please. He understands it a hell of a lot better than you do. Oh, yeah. and it's, it's remarkable that you're, 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 uh, Hey Bob, if you, if you, ask, if you ask, ask any patent or copyright lawyer in the world, even a regular status one, if you could have a patent system modeled after copyright, they'll laugh in your face. 
Okay, it's it makes it's like saying the Americans with Disabilities Act is going to be the tax collection system. I mean, it has you know what? Rothbard Rothbard addresses that, and he says most people do not separate copyright and patent. They see it as different things, and he addresses why that's that's a flaw. I'm sure. I'm sure and, Rothbard. And you by your argument, Rothbard's in favor of a private analog of the Semiconductor Database Protection Act and boat hole designs. And moral rights and and Stephon, you know law. he's not. You oh, know no. he's not. You, you, well, why you don't not? understand well, why not? Roth. The Stephon, you don't part understand Rothbard. You're 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 posting yourself, posing yourself as some kind of intellectual expert from a libertarian perspective, and you don't even understand Rothbard's perspective. When I tell you Rothbard's perspective, you try and intimidate me by laughing your ass off. When you you really get your head stuck up your your All ass. I know is now Rothbard let's get back to this person next door to me. Let's get back to this person next door to me who's got a lot in lumber. I am not preventing him from independently building anything he wants, no, including no, 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 no. No, but you're something very him, similar but to You're preventing him from learning from you and using what technique you've used. You're preventing him. From I have that. to. I have to tell him how I'm building it. I didn't. Did I say I that? Have to tell him how did I built I my that? house. Did I say What are you talking? What? Did I say well, that? Well, how is he going to learn if, if, if it's the, the, uh, the key to my house is what's inside the house? How did he learn? I don't know. How? It's your hypothetical. How did he learn? I don't know how he learned. He isn't. He can't. That's my point. But well, then, my then point why do you need a legal right I, to stop him? If he can't learn, then why do you need a legal right to stop him? What's that? If he can't learn from you, why do you need a legal right to stop him from, from using information that he has no way of acquiring? Just keep it secret. That's trade secret law. Yeah, but suppose I don't want to keep it secret. Suppose I want to. Suppose it's a great idea and I want to sell it. Exactly, that's my point. That's why you would get a patent because you want to commercially exploit it, and you're going to reveal it to the world when you do that. That's how he's going to learn. So you just said, how's he going to no, learn? Maybe he's not. If, he's... if I sell it to person C, D, and E, and each one of those signs a contract that says, "Do not reveal right. how it's done," yeah. the person next door to me is not going to do it. However, that's not me preventing him from doing it, building his house that way. All it is is yes, him it preventing is. him from doing it from because stealing, you know, I have told B, C, and D about it. Yeah. All it is is saying if he, he can build it if he does it independently and discovers the way himself independently. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's very magnanimous of you. It's very so, magnanimous no, no, of you. Stephon, it's magnanimous of you to give me your, permission. Your proposition, to... Stefan, your proposition is that I'm preventing the person from doing that next door to me. Your permission, and I'm not doing you, that at yeah, all. It is you're wrong again, it, Stefan. No, no. Stefan, you're wrong My again. My position is that you, you believe in a communist... Listen, same house. You if believe, he can come up independently and figure out how it's done, he can do it. Bob, you believe in a totalitarian world where people have to live by permission, not by right, where to perform any action with their property, they need to get permission of this network of billions of people who are heirs of ideas that they've come up with and perpetuated from the totally past. Now you're totally distorting no, it. No, 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 my, no, it's my, not. It's my the nightmare scenario. First of all, you brought it, you in the beginning, you you did not want me to bring up communism, dictatorship, fascist, fascist charges, and now you're telling me I live in a totalitarian, my view is totalitarian, where I'm going to require people to go through? No. If I have an idea you just said, on my you, own, you said I don't have to go to anyone. You're gonna, you said you're going to magnanimously... I don't have to go to anyone. You're going to magnanimously allow people to build a house as long as they can show they came up with the idea originally, but no, you can't have learned anything from anyone, because then you're committing some kind of weird that's theft. Not that, that, is, that is not true. It's It's... Independent discovery. If you discover it on your own, nothing you, is you independent, Bob. Thing. Nothing is independent. Everything borrows from the, the cultural stock of humanity. We all learn from each other. You ever heard of competition on the free market? 
You see someone doing something to make a profit, you start doing what they're doing. That's called competition. Nothing is independent. Nothing is completely original. You know this. All information is incremental. All knowledge and learning yeah, is incremental. Yeah, so, so it's not, Stefan, so and it's, it's a good not thing. that it's kind not of a bad stuff. Thing. So it's not that kind of stuff that would be protected on in intellectual well, property. What kind of stuff if is it? You don't have generally any known, what? What kind of My stuff formula is it? for getting on drudge is something that's protected by intellectual property. You're, you're, you're creating situations where it, it doesn't begging, apply. Question begging. You're saying it's protected by intellectual property in an argument trying to show that it should be protected by intellectual property. Look, if, if you reveal if you reveal yeah. the information as a practical matter, Bob, let's be realistic. If you're if you're gonna you're gonna start making cookie cutter subdivisions with all these houses, you're gonna have to train a staff of people to do your technique. The information is gonna be public before you know it. So, so, so I don't care so if you have a contract with a dozen people. But, but but this goes back to my my picture of of the Mises sign that says private property. It's a degree to which you want to enforce and protect your your private property. Mises yeah, but we already could, agreed that in addition to having a private property. property sign, they could put a gate up, they could put armed guards, they could call house angels to guard the thing. And every you're, every you're, person you're on any kind of property, whether it's private property, physical property, or intellectual <laughs> property, can choose to what degree so they want to actually protect that property. Your argument is if because you can call it IP, if you call it property, it's property. Any there are costs involved with protecting property. So basically, if you have a situation where you're building houses, you realize that that information may get out some way, and, and you, to, you have to determine to which degree you're going to try and attempt to protect against that. Are you going to go all out, put a gate, health angels, and everything else to protect a, a piece of private, uh, private property or intellectual property or anything else? Yeah, so probably not. It depends so, uh, upon the, uh, the, the upshot of the upshot of all this analysis. is you've you've thought about it for years and you have no argument except you kind of think Rothbard one interpretation of well, Rothbard. I kind of think. Listen, smartass. My view is that Duh. ideas are are are. are not super abundant. <laughs> that you quoted Hoppe without understanding what he meant by that. That uh, ideas are scarce. <sighs> In many, many oh, cases. This is painful. Oh, it's so agonizing. It may be painful. Tell oh, me, tell me what Jesus my idea Christ. is about the drug formula. No, the point is, you, 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 just, you don't even know how to argue. You have no point. You're repeating yourself. You basically act like you've got this momentous Stephon, idea. Stefan, Stefan, all you're, you're doing is repeating, again, just like you did, just like you did when uh, I proposed that Rothbard said he was in favor of perpetual. Uh, uh, copyright, which he is. Or patent. You're laughing again. Just maybe, maybe patents, maybe copyrights, but not Volvo design. It may, may win over one of your, your uh, clueless followers, but it's not going to fool anybody else. The point of the matter is that my drudge formula is something that I have. It's scarce. If I sell it to BC&D, it will continue to be scarce. And well, in, in you know my what, view of... In my world, tough shit because people are going to compete with you, and there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. So you can sit there and come up with a new idea, or you can find a way to compete and lower your prices. But you can sit there and fume and complain all you want. But in my world, there's going to be competition in free markets, and even people you like, you don't like it. You can't you can't go to any government to get protection from competition. Sorry, if you want to reveal information to the public as the price of having to be able to sell it, then hey, people are going to learn from you and compete from you. It's a very simple idea. This is the Again, you're distorting distorting the idea of selling something with how I want to protect what I have. There are many, many ways. If you read Rothbard's title transfer theory of contract, you'll understand that you're making a mistake with your selling idea. 
you don't you, you don't understand Rothbard. It's it's clear right right from the beginning. You you don't understand it. You 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 you, you attack with articles that you, you you don't understand. Stefan, it's 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 a disaster. Yeah, I okay? know. You've, you've totally and, you've totally and, destroyed and trounced and me, you, Bob. You basically it's, it's, you've, you basically you've proved have that, a framework. You've proved there should be IP. I know it's great. I, I know. Basically, you basically have a formula and a framework that doesn't even kick in until a contract is broken. You should be ashamed of yourself with such a theory. Okay. When well. when property is respected, whether it's intellectual or private, there is no problem. And and then you move on to this bizarre situation. It's like, well, as long as seed gets it, then it's going to get out everywhere. That's your theory. Okay. So that doesn't happen until a contract is broken. And then, then you assume it becomes super abundant, although I really won't even give you that. But, but, but that's your, your, your argument. It's, it's a disgrace. It's a disaster. And, uh, I think you should read. Conk, I think it's a good time Conk, to Conkin end. had this figured out years ago. Conkin saw the nightmare world that your Gallimbosian kind of in, spoonerous, insane IP idea. It's not Gallimbosian. I mean, Stefan, you're you're, you're throwing Gallimbosian's theory is not my theory. He had he had no no theory with regard to independent discovery. Don't you don't you even understand Gallimbos? <laughs> well, Gallimbos's theory. Laugh uh, again because you're wrong again. First every of time, all, you know, every time you're uh, wrong, you laugh. Uh, so it's a real tell. You must be a bad poker player. Spooner and Galambos. Your tell is so obvious. They both believe in it. Your tell is so obvious. No, they, uh, they believe Anybody in it. Anybody out there, with Gisela's laughing, he's, he's caught in another one by the balls. Galambos has no uh, room in his theory for independent discovery. I am not Galambosian at all. It's another distortion of yours. Either that or you don't understand So you're, so you're you don't understand plus the what? independent discovery exception. So you're, you're like Gallimbo's prime. Okay, fine. But you both believe in a very open-ended definition of IP. Hold it. Well, I, I lost. Hold it. Hold it. I lost. Where, where, where did you see this Gallimbo'sian uh, independent discovery? Where did you see that, Stefan? You threw more shit out. Where did you see that? Tell I, me where I, you I see you're like where I can look that up. I said you, you're saying you're like Galambos with one exception, with one difference. Congratulations. I didn't say I was like Galambos with one exception. I said I am not Galambosian, and the most clear part, point where I'm not Galambosian is, is with regard to uh, uh, independent discovery. Galambosian does not have that in his view. You both believe in a wide array of IP rights that would last in perpetuity. So did Spooner, I believe. So... You're, but but that doesn't go to the main point that you're just distorting. Main, that is the main distorting point. Distorting my view with Galambosian. No, it's not. Yeah, I think, I think your ideas are as insane as Galambos's and Spooner's. I think they would lead to the death of all humankind, honestly, if they were really followed. But of course, people... Hold hold it. You think copyright and patent would lead to the death of mankind? Yeah. I think if you enforced it strictly... You, hold it. You think copyright and patent would lead to the death of mankind? I think your IP ideas enforced broadly... No, 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 yes. no, no. How my ideas, which are are less strict than the current patent ideas, no, they're not. Would they're, they're, no, they're not. Mankind. No, they're not. Yours lasts in perpetuity. Yeah, but what, what does that have to do with? Uh, <laughs> that means that you couldn't use uh, a goddamn wheel right now, dude. You couldn't build so, a log so cabin. You couldn't. How is it going to lead to the death of mankind? Because you'd have to get permission from everyone on the earth to do anything. You couldn't cook. No, food. it wouldn't. You have independent discovery. You can't have independent discovery once the invention is publicly known. Every, if it's publicly known, it's in the public. It's, that is super abundant. Oh, now you have a public domain exception too? I mean, I, I can't tell what you're in favor of. No, you, no, we're using the English language, aren't we? Uh, Are we not? One of us is. 
Uh, does anybody have the patent on the English language? That is super. Why abundant. not? Why, why shouldn't someone have the patent on it, or on the Constitution for that matter? I mean, what about Austrian economics? How what, dare you use ideas that you haven't paid for? What are, you, what are you talking about? I mean, you're using you're, you're using Austrian economics no, no, no. ideas in your reasoning. It, you learned that it. from someone else. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Let, let's get back to the English language. In fact, okay? you made money off your so, blog, right? So did, are, are did, you, uh, you know, what? See, you that's Galambosian. See, that's Galambosian. Okay, Galambosian <laughs> says every word is invented and you can't use it in the future. Okay, <laughs> there, there there is no question that there, there are words, ideas, and things out there in the public domain. Okay, there is there is no question. Like what? But that is, well, like the English language, why, okay? Why, that is like why, air. Why that is, is super abundant. That's why, that's why we're not even discussing topics like that. So you're telling me, wait, so are you telling me that if you reveal your, your house building technique to a dozen people by contract, right. and right. for somehow one of them nefariously leaks it onto WikiLeaks in an encrypted file, you don't know which one of them did it, but soon there's copies of this, billions of copies and computers all over the world. At that point in time, are you saying that all the pro people in the world are free to use the information because now it's super abundant and now it's a public good? Is that what you're saying? Or a public, it's a public, uh, public domain? See, see, again, that's my point. Your whole framework well, I'm asking is you. built on um, – and I'm telling you. Well, what's the answer? Your, your whole – I'm, I'm about to explain that to you, okay? Your whole framework is built upon – Broken contract. Well, what's the answer Without to the question? Contract, Once the information becomes with, public, can people use it or not? With, with, let me let me continue. Oh, without God's a broken con without a broken contract, you have no theory. Okay, no. your theory doesn't apply until no, somehow. No, that's not true. No, the other the, the, no, the thing is not, not only broken, the, not only broken, be, but become becomes broken in a super abundant manner. Okay, but but okay? first of all, that's not so. My other, so his, the other he, argument is that no, your, con your contract idea is, on, is ridiculous. No one would on, enter into these contracts, said. dude. No one would agree what? to this contract in the first place. The entire no idea one is totally. Agree to what contract? To keep the information secret and never use it. And never use it. Who said something about not using the information? What are you talking about? Your contract is going to limit what they can do with the information they learn from you. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, it happens because there's copyright. People can be bullied into this kind of crap. No. No, how, how about uh, Watergate tipsters? There are people that gave information to Woodward and Bernstein. Yeah, and now it's out. For all kinds of different... Yeah. So yeah. the point is... Uh, so, 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 so it's public. How, how, what? It's public. It gets out. Yeah, but, but at the point where somebody has the information, okay, uh -huh. it's private information, and, and there may have been many, many reporters trying to get at it. There, there's another kind of rivalry. And people rivalry. try to dig up, dig up a, the information. A, 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 a flexible use of the word rivalry. Competitors are rivals. Well, if, you I got a if I want your girlfriend, yeah, that's a rival. We're both rivals for the same girl. I guess if I steal your girlfriend, I violated your property right. Yeah, I mean, you know. You know, you go into the smart ass mode again. Yeah, if because you're, you're going to be clear. There, you're never, I gave you in the beginning, out I told you to water your terms. You won't do it. Rivalry between different news information, news sources, yeah, they're competitors. Uh, organizations yeah. to get information. Yeah. It's a rivalry. It's, it, it is searching for scarce information. Yeah, so we need property rights to stop this rivalry. It's horrible. We don't want people rival, rivaling against each other. No, there is no right. There's no problem there with people trying to attempt to search out information. You're, you're totally distorting oh. the situation. So, okay? so you didn't answer the but, question. Can, can people use the information about your house building technique once it becomes public? 
here's the way this works, okay? You're, you're creating a straw man. If I have a, if it's I not have a straw man, a, that's how the world works, dude. Look at WikiLeaks right now. You can find the formula let, for Coca Cola right now. It's online. Let, 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 let me let me explain it to you, okay? First of all, just a simple yes Your no. framework doesn't work until a contract is broken. That's not true. Okay. Maybe a contract. Maybe a contract is. won't be entered. Why are you always bringing up these situations where the contract is broken? Because you're the one who's, who's building your whole theory on contract, and I'm showing that it won't work. You can't well, bind if, third parties with your contract. If, if if I have a contract, okay. If if I have something that uh, I consider extremely extremely valuable, I am not going to release that to anyone unless I construct a contract where the person that releases it is is not. Uh, prevented uh, or, or, or does not have to pay a severe penalty if he releases it to the out, out, outside party. This is why okay? I think that the contracts are not feasible. People are not going to agree to pay severe penalties as a, as a, as well, a regular I think they, they do that all the time. They do What's because a there's a threat of copyright movie? anyway. It doesn't add anything extra, but without copyright, people... Look, imagine, imagine I'm J.K. Rowling and I have the next Harry Potter book, okay? And I'm selling a copy on Amazon for $15, whatever. And I say, if you buy this book, you have to agree that if you ever make a copy of it or ever loan it to a friend, then I can sue you for a million dollars. Okay? Now, what sure. idiot is going to buy the book and be willing to exactly. pay? Exactly. Exactly. No it's one, Bob. No one it. will sign these stupid exactly. contracts. Exactly, Stefan. So the contract wouldn't be written that way. You're creating That's right. another straw They won't man. be written. Your contracts you are create, not realistic. You, you create absurd straw men. It's not absurd, no Bob. The, not contract, absurd. <laughs> the contract is not going to be designed that way, Stefan. How's it going to be designed then? Who knows? Let the free market decide. <laughs> so in other words, you Why think you maybe decide? you could have contracts that could have something like IP, but what would the contracts look like? Who knows? What would IP look like? Who knows? Stephon. I'm still in favor of it. Stefan, that's how the free market works. So you know? if, if what you're saying don't, is whatever don't, contract people come up with to look, now, now you're attacking the way free market works. The free market <laughs> allows anybody to design any contract any kind of way they want. Are oh, you against that? You're so bad. Are you against that, Stefan? You're such an idiot, dude. Can you seriously believe yeah, this right. stuff? Yeah, right. Look, you don't understand Rothbard. You, you make terrible uh, accusations against uh, uh, utilitarians uh, when you don't even understand the paper they've written. Are you a utilitarian yeah. now? I thought you, you didn't you, like utilitarians either. I told you I'm not a utilitarian. That the only problem I have is the way you attack those guys, and, an and, and you didn't understand the paper. You're you're all over the place. You don't understand this stuff. You you create a, <laughs> absurd. Uh, let someone listen. Oh, to here we go with the laugh. Here we go with the laugh again. Because you're what, insane. What, I, I think you really I have a mental problem. problem. I mean, you're insane. You really are insane. Do you really live in this dream world, or are you just trying to get? It's just for cessation. Uh, a dream. Hold, let me get this straight. Okay. I have a formula for drudge, which oh I God think is scarce, and you somehow think it's super abundant. I think it's actually. And I, I live think in it's a dream world. Made up in your own mind. <laughs> I what? Don't think, I don't think you're even. Do you have a formula for drudge? Well, hey, I could. We could ask Chris Rossini, the, the producer of the show, because he knows part of it. I have a formula, but uh -huh. okay. So you're laughing again, and again you're wrong. Stefan, buy nickels. Hey, buy nickels, Bob. What's that? Buy nickels. You gave away that information What's for free. Buy that? nickels. Another formula. What, what? You got all these formulas. Uh, 
I don't even I don't even know what what your point is there. That's just totally bizarre, Stefan. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with your your worm clown weasel comments, your predictions are terrible that I wasn't going to be here, that I wasn't eager to e- expose you with all this stuff. Stefan Kinsella I mean, was wrong yeah. about Winslow debating, so their IP must be justified. No, the point is that you 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 ha- you you. Create things in your mind that just aren't really the case from whether I would debate you. And certainly we're going on over two hours now. Yeah. So time to wrap you're, it up, you're wrong about that. So you're wrong about that. You're not a clear thinker. Your book, and, and I've only gone through about four things, unfortunately, uh, of the many, many sloppy things you have in the book. It's a terrible book. Terrible book. And uh, you, you, you're just wrong. You don't understand Rothbard. And... Uh, you don't understand uh, scarcity. I don't understand IP either. I don't know IP either. You 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 have a foggy or Hoppe. I don't know Hoppe or Mises that well. Praxeology, Rothbard, contract theory. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that you know you should have a property right in your girlfriend and be protected from competition. And I don't know that it's crazy to think that someone would agree to pay a million dollars damages for using information they paid for. Yeah. See, it's, see uh, again, uh, again, you're creating <laughs> straw men. You, you, you create these straw men as to how a contract would, would occur, how it would be enforced, to what degree it would be enforced, and what would happen if the contract is broken. You, you, you get to the, the bizarre point that uh, a contract will be broken and then become super abundant. Well, that well, may not be the case at all. So I think we need to wrap it up. Uh, let me just add a couple of concluding remarks. You can say whatever you like, but I will say that congratulations in a way because we're living partly in the world that you want, the nightmare world where hun- literally hundreds of billions of dollars are wasted uh, on patent lawsuits and innovation, intimidation tactics, extortion, literal extortion. Uh, oligopolies are created. Competition is reduced. Innovation is distorted and reduced. Um, the, the government's using copyright to censor, to threaten, to poli- uh, ratchet up the police state, and to control the internet. Uh, people are going to jail for downloading copies of movies. Uh, so congratulations. You've kind of got part of the world that, that your nightmare scenario vision of IP would lead to, a completely fascist, anti-property rights world. And I hope to God we will never get it uh, extended any farther than it is. But congratulations, you've kind of got part of what you want with the modern copyright and IP system. But thank God real libertarians and Austrians almost universally recognize the horrible fascist police state, anti-competitive, uh, anti-human life thing that IP is and are moving against it. And maybe someday that'll help influence the policy and keep it from getting any worse. No thanks to the efforts of people like you to muddy the waters and to to justify the police state actions we have now. Well, uh, Stefan, it, it's really interesting. You can't even keep your argument straight from the beginning uh, of your opening remarks to the end here, because what you've done is, is you've attacked me by, as being totalitarian fascist. Clearly things that you stated in the uh, opening remarks that, that you didn't want to have, you didn't want me to say. Okay. Um, secondly, you've got a, uh, distortion with regard to putting me uh, in, in the same camp as current government views. Again, uh, that, that is not the case. My, my case is the Rothbardian case. It is not the current government method in which copyright and patent is used. For Rothbard, it's copyright, perpetual copyright. It is copyright 
that that allows for independent discovery, and the same thing with patent. It's perpetual patent that allows for independent discovery. There there is no government that instills uh, laws or penalties. It's all done by private contract. So no one would buy a um, a record where the, where the penalty would be many many years in jail if. Uh, if, if they, they share that with someone somehow uh, against the desires of the music industry. So again, it's another distortion of how the, um, uh, you're attempting to view uh, the, the Rothbardian method, which you don't understand because you clearly don't understand the book. Okay. I rest my case. All right. Well, thanks, Bob. Thank you.